This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Welcome in to a Friday edition. It's the championship drive. Mark Heim and Lee Shervanian right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. Thanks for making us part of your morning. We are on the campus of Faith Academy, and that's where we'll be for the next three hours. We encourage you to join the show at 694-1055. You can always get us in the app at WNSP.com. We've got a lot to do today. Of course, we have to get you qualified for our March Madness matchup competition where we'll be at Moe's downtown on Wednesday. We'll have multiple opportunities for that. You know how it works when you hear one shining moment, be the first person to call Nick at 694-1055. And if you get qualified, come on down to Moe's and you will be assigned a team. If that team uh, wins, you win. We'll tell you all about that coming up here in just a little bit. And if you don't qualify, fear not. There will be an opportunity for you to get registered when you come down to Moe's. So uh, be listening for details throughout the course of our morning. And, of course, we have a lot to get to today. The SEC Basketball Tournament League in full swing. And uh, Auburn gave it a run there late, but just couldn't get it done. Mark, before we even get to that, we do carry a show on Thursday called The Outdoor Show. This is our version of The Outdoor Show. Uh, we are right outside the Faith Academy. I guess you'd call it the field house. We're expecting a, a number of coaches to come by. You mentioned Auburn. Right now, set up at 830, is Chad Pruitt, the assistant, one of the assistant coaches at Auburn. You see him a lot. Wherever you see Bruce Pearl, Chad is usually there in the TV screen. Uh, it was a, I, I'm going to say, like, obviously a very heartbreaking loss for Auburn fans because they were they kind of outnumbered the Arkansas fans at the uh, Coliseum there in Nashville. I heard a lot more noise for Auburn. But it was a very, like, I, I use the term up-and-down performance. They'd have a little run here and there. But what really surprised me, and then we'll get to the finish of this game as they lost uh, by three points. What really surprised me is how physically beaten they were on the boards and second-chance points. Arkansas had 18 second-chance points, meaning you miss a shot, you go in and you slam it down or something like that. Auburn had only six. They were soundly beaten inside. Uh, Arkansas had more points in the paint. They're not a great shooting team from outside, but they really exploited Auburn inside. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure, the, in my mind, the final score tells the whole story. That game was a lot closer than it appeared to be. I give Auburn a lot of credit from coming down from 15 in the second half, Mark, with their defense, the steals. They had a more steals. Like they had 12 steals in the game. But I wanted to get your point on this because, and I'm going to go back to the Mississippi State-Florida game. Because you know one of my pet peeves is coaches calling a timeout with, let's say, less than 10 seconds or something like that. So in the Mississippi State game, in overtime, Mississippi State has the ball. They don't call a timeout. There's about 12 seconds. I may be a little time off. They go down and they score because Florida can't set up. Florida then, with about four seconds, calls a timeout. So I'm like, 
you got to be kidding me. But yet, and it kind of backfires on me, Florida wound up getting a really good look for a three-pointer. They set up the play. was really good. They had to go from coast to coast. It's not like the NBA when you come at half court. You had to go the full length and got a good shot. In the Auburn game, Auburn is trailing by three. Late in the game after Nick Smith puts Arkansas in front. So when he's going to take the three, but he's having trouble. He's stumbling around, he's dribbling, and, and it doesn't look like anything's going to happen. Bruce Pearl calls a timeout with three or four seconds to go. And my God, Mark, they wound up with a really good look. It's a, it's a play that other uh, teams have run. I've seen it before, and it, it was a great play. Bruce actually... Whether you like Bruce Pearl or not, I think Bruce Pearl is a hell of a coach and really hit, drew up some really nice sets for Auburn yesterday. But in that in that last play, they they kind of formed a box there and they throw the ball deep into the post, and it's human nature for for everybody to watch the ball, right? And nobody expects them to throw it into the post because they need the three. So while everybody's turned their head. What winds up happening, though, is the guy comes off a high ball screen behind him, and they throw it back to the three. I've seen it work a couple times in a couple different rotations, and they got a good look. I felt like if he doesn't kick out, because he was trying to kick out to get the foul, but I feel like if he doesn't kick out on that play, he's got a better chance of hitting that shot and going into overtime. But it was a great call by Bruce Pearl, to your point, to actually call the timeout because it was clear his team was in trouble. Uh, we've talked about this a number of times, which is uh, uh, in, in basketball, generally speaking, you want the offense. You, you don't want to stop the momentum of the offense. You want to keep going so you don't call the timeout. You don't want to get the defense set. Ultimately, you make the defense call the timeout. Uh, but in that case, I mean, I thought it was a great timeout by Bruce Pearl. And like I said, there were a couple. I think he, he had a couple of real. He almost ran like this flex play off an inbounds play, and they curled the flex and got the layup. Um, they they did some great things. But to your point, dude, they got beat on the boards. And this is what people have been talking about Arkansas all year long. Their athleticism. Granted, they're young, but there were a couple of key key uh, baskets by Arkansas late uh, to hold off the Auburn rally. And at the end of the day, Arkansas advances, and, and Auburn has to sit at home and wait for a seating for the NCAA tournament. Okay, on the subject of the NCAA tournament, this is not me now. This is the bractologist. From what happened yesterday, it doesn't look good for North Carolina. They got beat. Michigan also could be in trouble. They're going to have anxious moments on Sunday. Not to say they won't get in, but they're bubble-bubble. From what I'm hearing, and again, it's, I don't know enough about this, but it appears Auburn is safe. Now, I say that. That's because of what Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi are saying. There's, there, in fact, Bruce Pearl in his interview said we're probably going to be an eighth, a ninth, or tenth seed. So he said in the uh, press conference. We'll talk more about that later on. Some of the other headlines, if we have time, we do have a lot of coaches coming on from Faith Academy. Uh, the Jets feel confident now they're going to sign through a trade Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's on the boards. They've met with Rodgers. They're coming away with this. They're very optimistic. Some of the coaching firings yesterday, the legend at Georgetown. Does it get any bigger than Patrick Ewing at Georgetown? After six years, he's gone. They had another miserable season. How about California? Mark Fox. That's a name that's been around for a while. In his fourth year, they were 3-29. and 29. Three, put, Wrap your head around that. 3-29. and 29. He's out at California. So those are some of the highlights. There's another story, too. This is kind of interesting on the local level. Brian Van Gorder, 
according to Football Scoop, is back at Gulf Shores. He was the first uh, defensive coordinator hired by Mark Hudspeth. Uh, that was a couple of years ago when Mark took over Gulf Shores. Ryan Van Gorder had left to go to American Heritage in Quincy, Florida. According to Football Scoop, Van Gorder is coming back because Paul Rhodes left to go to Boston College. So those are some of the stories out there. We'll have more. This is the Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive at Faith Academy. Mark, uh, we're going to be talking to a number of coaches. Your good friend from uh, Beefo Brady is going to be out here with uh, gift cards for some of the great athletes out here. Uh, and also Chad Pruitt. And I mentioned this earlier. Chad is expected to join us. He was once a coach here at Faith Academy and actually won a state title. You know, speaking of, uh, you mentioned Pruitt. I'm going to have to ask him when, uh, when he comes on. Is there another SEC matchup where there are two more animated coaches on the sideline at one time? Then Musselman and Pearl, uh, at times, both of them look like they were going to have aneurysms right there on the sideline. They're so passionate, and they get so into the game. You know, you talk about guys that play the game with their team. These are two guys that are constantly up and down the floor with their guys. Uh, but, man, uh, it, was, it was really the one game I wanted to watch to this point in the SEC tournament. I mean, all the other ones were just kind of, eh, you know. But Auburn-Arkansas was really the, one of the ones. Even the guys calling the game said it, it kind of felt like, a, an, a, you know, a, a, a championship, yeah, a semifinal game. And so uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Auburn fans, I know it, it wasn't the outcome you were looking for. But, uh, but to get back from 15 down uh, and still have a chance to tie it after not, not leading at all during the course of the game uh, was, was, pretty, was pretty impressive on Auburn's part. So we'll see what the uh, NCAA tournament selection committee has to say about that. Uh, by the way, you mentioned Patrick Ewing and how difficult – I'm curious, has there ever been a situation or scenario where an organization or a team is hesitant to fire a coach who just hasn't been successful? I mean, he is, as you mentioned, he is Georgetown legend and lore. When it comes to Georgetown athletics, it doesn't get any bigger than Patrick Ewing. He made the decision a little bit easier for him because they weren't winning, but I'm just trying, I'm racking my brain here trying to think of are there any examples like this where you just know, and maybe Bayheim is the most recent, although he, he's, so, he's, so, he's so nasty about everything right now, but there are guys out there that just weren't getting it done, but you hesitate or you're hesitant to fire that guy because he meant so much to that school. And he's, and he's, I mean, Bobby Knight might be a great example of that. We'll talk a little bit about that also moving forward throughout the course of today's show but we're out here at faith academy uh matt mccoy out here with air sports one it's our dr christopher mullinex championship drive let's get your scoreboard traffic and weather we're just getting started on this friday edition right here on the sports station wnsp and online at wnsp.com This is Will Herring, a member of the Auburn family. When I'm in Mobile, I listen to WNST 105.5. Nick Smith Jr., baseline Barry. 
Hey, it's 620. Welcome back in. Our Dr. Chris Ramonex championship drive continues from Faith Academy. Mark, I'm Elise Shervanian. We're in Air Sports 1, and that we talked about crucial buckets. That was one of them yesterday, Lee. A uh, huge play for Arkansas. Nick Smith uh, coming into this year, one of the, uh, let's say, most publicized freshmen, uh, along with Brandon Miller. And then, of course, Smith was out most of the year has come back in the last six or seven games, and Arkansas is a far different team and a team that could be kind of scary for any team facing in the NCAA tournament. Do want to thank sponsors that have joined us, hooked up with us as we come out to Faith Academy for the championship drive. Air of Excellence, Keith Realty, thanks uh, to Jonathan, and Bay Furniture and Anderson Automotive right down the road, and Jones Welding Company. And we start out with the principal, the head man right here. He knows everything that's going on, Barry Pickering. Hi, Barry. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Lee. How are you today? Fine. So you got a lot of activities uh, we want to hear about? We have our own... Uh, uh, March Madness here at Faith Academy. It is a crazy, crazy uh, month for us, and we just got all kinds of activities, athletics, of course, going on, um, lots of things going on. We've got a um, really excited about um, a drama production that we're, we're having. It's a huge drama production that we've got uh, that's going to be happening at the end of the month. Uh, we're doing the Lion King Jr. We've got kids from third grade all the way through the 12th grade that are involved in that, so just got a lot going on, Lee. And as every time we come out here, and of course we enjoy talking to the coaches and everything, but Barry, you're well prepared with that. What's the vision down the road now? You talk about activities, you know, this month is anything with this sprawling area out here? Is anything under construction? Anything new coming we, on the drawing board? Well, we just finished a, an addition. We got into it in late January. Um, was hoping to get into it right at the beginning of the semester, uh, but we got into our, our new facility uh, and one of the uh, features of that new facility is a um, a room that is designated and designed for career tech, and we are very excited. I talked about it, I think, in the spring uh, when when we were on, and um, we did a pilot program this year. We had uh, 28 kids involved in our career tech. Some of them are medical, some are uh, doing the education, and then we have others that are doing more of um, careers in um, construction and that kind of thing. Uh, had 28 this year. We're, we expect that to double next year. So, so Barry, do you have any uh, open houses coming up soon? Anything? Well, we had our open house in um, January. It was a awesome, awesome thing. Our enrollment is doing just incredible. We're, we're continuing to grow. God is blessing us. Uh, you know, our, um, our whole purpose of existence is to help kids to, to find their gifts and see their talents so that they can use them to glorify God. And uh, so, you know, we got a lot of things going on. We, we started a program three years ago uh, for dyslexia. Uh, there's five of us on the bus. That means that one of us is probably dealing with some, point, some kind of dyslexia because 20% of the population uh, is dealing with some level of dyslexia. We have seen great success and we've got waiting lists for that program so we're ex uh, we're expecting jack french to join us at 7 30 talk about spring football so how'd you keep him around for another year well jack is uh he he's he, he's just one that he, he he don't die hard he is a uh he is a um a go-getter godly man i tell you he is um he, he's an inspiration. Well, he usually stays at a program a few years, then moves on. That's what I'm saying. There must be something here that's keeping him. Well, I think it's must the, be this radio uh, show. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, part of it I think is a spiritual aspect of things because uh, we we try to 
uh, put the Lord into everything that we do. And Jack is very much a, a godly man, and he, he instills a lot of um, godly principles into our young men. It's good to see you. It's good to see Thanks you. Thanks for coming by Thank and uh, set the stage me. and set the tone for what yeah. we hope will be a very exciting We're show today. We're excited for what's going on here at Faith Academy. We're excited what's going on with you guys, too. So well, thank the, you for having us. This is the Dr. Christopher Mullenix Championship Drive. Mark, a couple of weeks ago, I remember you, you had a late-breaking story. Uh, Tom Brady announces retirement. And I started to laugh. And you said, what are you laughing for? And because I said, well, is this I said it real? just like that, too. Yeah. What are you laughing yeah. for? So listen to this. So yesterday, and I, and I you know, look, this is going to go on right up to the season and through the season. And, and I get kind of tired of reading about it, but I, but. I think it bears uh, reading. So the radio analyst for the New England Patriots, Scott Zolak, he played for the Patriots seven of his eight years. He is quoted as saying, this is Zolak, that Tom Brady is, is coming out of retirement and is definitely 100 percent, and I'm borrowing Nick's term, guaranteed. Wow. He's guaranteeing that Brady is coming out of retirement, and he suggests that Brady will wind up with the Miami Dolphins. Chew okay. on that. Well, I mean, Tom Brady already recent, uh, This was it this week? I yeah. feel like it was this week already acknowledged, uh, what was it, Rich Eisen's speculation after the combine. Uh, he re- kind of res- responded to it on social media, and it was actually pretty funny. Um, he said, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL – has never adopted two-month-old kitten for their daughter. So uh, he's having some fun with it. But I also get the feeling that, you know, there's certain athletes that, as much as they love to compete, love to be in the spotlight about the idea of competing. They, they, they love that attention. They love being in the headlines. And I feel like Tom Brady is one of those guys. Now, granted, he didn't come up with this. He's just responding to it. But yeah, this will be a this every. I mean, look at Philip Rivers. He's still talking about the idea of comeback. There's still people out there uh, across the country suggesting he's talking to teams. And we've talked to him a number of times. And he's 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 told us that he's not ready like he was a year ago or two years ago. And if it would have happened a couple seasons ago, he would have been ready. But he's kind of past that threshold for for making the comeback yet his name continues to pop up so um, i have no doubt that tom brady's name will continue to pop up but the more it does at this point uh to me i I, he's done i think he's done now we can we talked about when he said this was it um this is finally it we talked about why is this finally it i mean after less than a year of having personal issues and whether to come back and you know, all that, it seems like at this point he was going to be in for the long run, however long that would have been for him. But, um, yeah, there, there's always going to be some Yahoo reporter out there speculating and guaranteeing comebacks. Now that I've said all that, there will be a report at 9.03 today that he's, he's signing with the Miami Dolphins. Another story that caught my attention, uh, if you're following college basketball, you know that Kansas is the defending champ. Well, yesterday they won their game. But you didn't see Bill Self on the sidelines. The head coach has been hospitalized. Now, Kansas has issued reports uh, saying that this is not a heart condition. This is not a heart attack. They don't disclose what the health issues are. But Bill Self will not be on the sidelines through the 
Big 12 tournament. Uh, Kansas, I think they're playing Iowa State today, and the other two teams that advanced were Texas and uh, TCU. And, and many consider the, the Big 12 the premier conference as far as basketball playing. So, you know, there's Kansas may, is probably going to wind up, and especially if they win some more games in this tournament, they'll wind up on the top line with, let's say, uh, maybe Alabama, uh, Houston, uh, UCLA's name's been thrown around. And uh, so those are, and maybe even per, one of the, out of the five, produced four of those five will probably wind up as a uh, top seeds and uh, when the selection sunday comes out on uh, sunday all right uh speaking of selection sunday you have a chance to be a part of our selection because our wnsp march madness matchup challenge uh continues uh be listening for a chance uh to get in and qualify we'll be at moe's uh downtown on wednesday we're qualifying 58 people between now and the final drive in the afternoons, we'll also have eight open spots, so you guys can come on to Moe's and uh, try to get a team up for grabs. Two one-hour jet ski rides from Gulf Coast Water Rentals and a smart TV from Bailey's TV and Mattress. We continue our coverage of uh, spring sports here at Faith Academy. It's our Dr. Chris from all next championship drive from Air Sports 1. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Soccer is the name of the game next right here on the Sports Station. Stay with us. It's your first chance today, the WNSP March Madness Matchup Challenge. Be the first one to get Nick on the phone at 694-1055, and you'll be the latest to qualify for our challenge and be at Moe's on March 15th, which is Wednesday. Do want to thank uh, sponsors for our championship drive, uh, Will Barnes and the Barnes family at McDonald's Restaurants, Squares Markets, and Cash Saver. Also, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firms, and of course, Beefo Brady's. Todd's with us this morning, and appreciate hey, Todd. them. <laughs> Talk some soccer now, Mark, as you suggested. We have both soccer coaches here at uh, Faith Academy. Let's welcome in Gaines Sullivan. Gaines, good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? I'm doing good. And you're joined by John Sowers, the boys' soccer coach. Good morning. Good morning. Gaines, what's going on with women's soccer these days at Faith? How does it look? Uh, we're... Um we're coming off a game last night, and uh, we got a game tomorrow. Well, and how'd so, you do though? Don't don't bypass. How'd oh, you go? Yeah, we won. So it was um, anytime you get the win, it's good. So as we're having a good to year, not being good. Yes, if you not lose, being good right? if you yeah. lose. That's correct. Well, who'd you play? Uh, we played Viger last night, and the final score was uh, ten to nothing. Wow, ten nothing. Is that like a record goals for Faith? Uh, no, normally that's, you know, when you get 10, they call the game. So, oh, it's kind of the run mercy the, rule. Yes, sir. So what is that? Was that your, 
that wasn't your opener, right? You've had other games. We have had other games so far. Right now, we're um, eight and three. So, and this was expected. Uh, yes, to win last night. So no, I meant no, I meant the getting off to a good start. Like oh, I think three. we're doing. There are things we can get better at, but uh, I'm pleased with them. We have a lot of good balance of some kids that are seniors, and then we have some seventh graders playing. So we got a good, good mixture. You're trying to get the chemistry together. You coach football also, right? Uh, yes, sir. So what happens when you start spring football? Um, you both? <laughs> coach French will ask. We'll try to work out something while I'll come over there some of the times and help, you know, whatever I can. And Coach French really good with – he knows I'm in season. So um, so he always does good trying to overlap it a little bit. John, is the uh, boys' soccer program off to a good start? Uh, we actually are. Um, we're a very young team this year. So I, I start – six uh freshmen uh we only have two seniors and uh we've been injured a lot we're fighting injury and our roster is depleted but uh the boys fight every game can you so at least field 11 yeah we can so you have some, to night, some nights it's close so, we so you have to avoid those yellow cards yes yes sir. or whatever yes, it is sir. that gets the guy thrown out that's of the right. game that's right yeah <laughs> so we've done well uh, i think uh, right now we're seven four and one uh, good start to, for us, and we should be getting some of our guys back uh, pretty soon. So we're excited about that. What's the personality of this boys' soccer team? Oh, man. Uh, they got, it, it's a lot of life. Um, they play hard. They fight. doesn't matter. We're undersized in every game. Uh, we go out there, and coach might ask me, where's my varsity team? It looks like a JV team out there. Uh, but – but they fight with everybody, um, and, they, and they play as hard as they can. They don't back down, and uh, we go from whistle to whistle. All right, so let project down the road now. You know, we always like to talk about championship drive and everything, your region, how it looks for getting to the next level. So our, our area is seven teams. We've got Gulf Shores, Alberta, Citronelle, uh, BC Rank, uh, LaFleur, and Viger, and us. So two of us will move on. Um, and so we're getting into area play right now. So we played BC Rain, Viger, Lafleur already. Next week we play Alberta, and then uh, we get into uh, Gulf Shores and Citronelle. Those are some big games for us. Uh, we're looking forward to those uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Do you have anything this weekend? Uh, no, we play tonight uh, against um, Lafleur, and then and then we we uh, rest for a couple days before we get ready for Alberta. That's a big game. Keynes, what about the region you're in, uh, the area you're in, and, and expectations down the road for reaching the uh, the playoffs? Uh, yes, yeah, like Coach Towers mentioned, that we're in the same area with the same team, Central Gulf Shores, and Alberta, and those other teams, and um, and we'll start. We play the same day, same team that uh, the boys play. So, guys, tell us about your Beefo Brady's athletes of the week uh, for the boys or for the men's soccer. It's Nathan Vaughn for for the women. It's Kellen Hunter. I'll start. Uh, I'll talk about Nathan. Nathan has been in my program for since elementary, and uh, he's a senior goalkeeper for us and uh, is not a club player, uh, but, man, he is a hard worker. And uh, life of the party, uh, love that kid. Uh, he's wild, but I think to be a goalkeeper and to be a good one, you have to be a bit, a bit crazy. Um, and uh, he does an excellent job for us. Uh, I love that kid to death, man. He's he's a great kid. So I'm I'm glad he's getting recognized. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do for the rest of the year. 
Um, and Kellen, Kellen's been on varsity uh, since seventh grade, and she's been starting on varsity since seventh grade. And she's a senior. Um, and it's not only her skill on the field, but it's when one of the young, when she's passing one of the young seventh grade girls and they score something, she's over there giving them high five. Um, and she's kind of taking some of the younger players, you know, under her wing a little bit, um, like a mentor to them. Well, both will be receiving uh, gift certificates to Beef O'Brady's out in Tillman's Corner. So uh, thanks to Todd Weissong and the fine folks at Beef O'Brady's for sponsoring our Spring Athletes of the Week. All right, before we let you go, I want you to talk about soccer in this area, both girls and boys, compared to, let's say, soccer a little bit north of us. Are we, are we there? Are we catching up or just what? We're, we're moving in that direction. Um, we've, got, we've got some clubs down here uh, that – that are really working hard to promote the game and to teach the game. Uh, so along that line, it then feeds into our schools, and our coaches and our schools are getting better at teaching the game and uh, bringing the students along, bringing the players along, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring some state championships back uh, back down here uh, this spring. Yeah, I'd just like to echo what he said, that I do see – you do see the change of where – uh, the schools down here is catching up to the ones from up north. Um, and it has also – it starts at a young age, and more and more kids are, you know, at the elementary level are getting a drive to play uh, soccer. Is it, is, it, is, uh, is it a question of talent? Is, there, is, it, is the game played differently? Is the strategy any different? Like, what, what's the main factor when we start I talking it, about this? I think it's that more kids play more often – up north than they do here yeah uh we start late a lot of kids in the high schools down here start late whereas down uh up north they might have been playing in clubs for a longer time so it's trying to get those kids involved down here at an earlier age to be to know the game better yeah have a higher iq in the game well good luck to you guys the rest of the season man thanks for uh, getting up early for us and, and taking the anti-jack french segment we appreciate it uh no but thank you for coming by and congratulations to your athletes and uh Best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. When we come back, Mark, we're going to be talking to uh, coaches of uh, track and field and also tennis. And, uh, well, of course, uh, you mentioned the the football coach, Jack French, will join us at 730. Listening reminder, today, 11 a.m., WNSP will carry the Alabama-Mississippi State game. From the way things went yesterday, if you want to believe – uh, everything you're hearing about Mississippi State with their win over Florida should be enough to get them in. But, again, you never know. Florida looks like they're on the way. They're not going to make it. Vanderbilt's another one of those teams on the bubble. If they could get a win over Kentucky tonight, things could work out very well for them. So that's uh, kind of bringing you up to date on uh, SEC basketball. But we do have Alabama today at 11 a.m. on WNSP. Uh, Joni is the qualifier, by the way. She's the latest to qualify for the WNSP March Madness Matchup Challenge. So uh, we we expect to see Joni at Moe's on Wednesday. Uh, we are also uh, set to do in hour number three. Uh, John Teddy will do our Miller Lite golf report. We'll also talk to Chad Pruitt, former faith coach, and now an Auburn assistant on last night's game. Uh, if you want to get in, you can at uh, in our app at WNSP.com. Your thoughts on Auburn. We spent a lot of time in the first uh, segment on Auburn, and we'll continue to bring that, st- uh, that story up throughout the course of the day. It was the game of the tournament so far. I, in my mind, and it was one of the ones that we figured it would be. Uh, but uh, unbelievable rally, just not enough. And Arkansas did exactly what Arkansas 
people thought Arkansas was going to do all year. Incredibly athletic, made some big plays, uh, clutch shots down the stretch as, uh, as Auburn had a good look there at the end and just couldn't connect. But uh, we'll continue to talk about it throughout the course of our day here. It is our Dr. Chris Ramonek's championship drive. We're in Air Sports 1 right here on the campus of Faith Academy. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with Hi, this is Saran Stacy. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. <laughs> potentially seated and what the, what it would look like talked about you know what are we going to do tonight and tomorrow and traveling back practicing on saturday um find out where we're going sunday um you know talked about you know where we're going to be somewhere between eight nine ten would be my guess 647, welcome back in as we wrap up our number one of our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1, we're on the campus of Faith Academy. It's uh, Bruce Pearl, of course, and uh, he's still very optimistic that the Auburn Tigers will get a bid to the NCAA tournament. Selection Sunday, 5 o'clock. You can hear it right here on WNSP. Dr. Christopher Mullenix is on the air with us right now. Chris, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Thank you. Okay, so you know how many times when I talk about uh, no pain, very little discomfort, I would have to say that was the case with another member of my family who you took care of this week. Didn't have to use the pain medicine at all. You know, Lee, it, it, it varies per person, but most people will find that if done correctly, oral surgery does not have to be uh, tremendously painful. Uh, certainly there are non-narcotic options to help with pain control because I know a lot of people want that nowadays. And we just, we just try to offer everything possible including a smooth, seamless operation to help minimize pain and anxiety. All right, uh, and, and to that matter, uh, just alleviate people's fears about dental implants, especially those who don't know anything about it. Absolutely, Lee. Well, dental implants have been around for, for over 50 years, and they've been mainstream for the last 30. Uh, I've been placing them for almost 30 years. They're titanium screws. Uh, some of them are made out of ceramic, but titanium and they're used to replace missing benefits from implants. So they offer solutions for most people who are missing their teeth. And, and in most cases, they can be a permanent solution. Typically done in the office as an outpatient, uh, usually it's a one- to two-day recovery. And, and uh, as I mentioned, the benefits last a lifetime. In most cases, the pain is, is fairly minimal. In fact, it's less painful than a tooth extraction, which most people have probably experienced at some point in their life. As far as appointments, do you need a referral, or can somebody just pick up the phone and call up and get in to see you or, other, or your associates? Well, we make it easy, Lee. Uh, a lot of patients have a referral, and we're happy to take those. But no referral is needed. All you have to have is a need for oral surgery and a desire to be treated at mobile oral and facial surgery. Our offices are open Monday through Friday. Our phone is answered 24-7, 251-471-3381. Chris, I can't thank you enough, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Dr. Christopher Mullenix joining us. Let's talk some tennis with Emily Anderson. She is the women's tennis coach here at Faith Academy. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, we got to get that microphone. Just, there we go. 
come out loud and clear. Come so on. how's the uh, program so far? We're, we're making it this season. We started off a little rough with um, Orange Beach being new in our regional, but we are um, we swept a, um, Alberta yesterday, so we are, we're improving each match. Yours is a very interesting story if you want to, uh, as far as your tennis background, and if you, I'll let you take over with that. So uh, last year when Coach Cack was trying to pick up a program, he needed a female representative and approached me, and it's a unique sport. I've liked it. I watched some in college, but I didn't play beyond some mild lessons as a five-year-old, five- and six-year-old. So I've jumped in, and I'm even taking uh, lessons myself and with Ready, Set, Tennis out at the Mobile Tennis Center and playing with my girls. How, how would you do playing against some of the girls now? Are they... Uh because you are taking lessons, so are you? Are they up to par with you now as far as competing out there? It depends on the day. Okay. <laughs> so it could go either way? It could go either way. Ramsey, I'm not going to touch, but um, she's my, my star. Well, you might as well talk about so. her. Tell She's our, our Beef O'Brady's Athlete of the Week, so right. tell us a little bit about Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey started playing tennis at five years old um, and competes, and so it, as a ninth grader, she was – the top that I saw in competition, and she finished runner-up in the state in our division last year. And this year she started off a little rough, um, just just on and off. I had never seen that with her until this year. And so Orange Beach um, handled her well, and um, then Gulf Shores she struggled with. But um, she had a solid outing yesterday, and I don't really worry about her. She's growing. She's a sophomore, so I've got her for a couple more years to build the program. As you – as, as you took or are taking lessons, though, has that changed your perspective on how you communicate with your with your players or what you're communicating to them? Yes. Yeah, so I was real good to be able to tell them what to do. Um, I could identify where their weaknesses were, but I was struggling with how to tell them to correct it, especially with racket, the placement of the racket in their hand. So doing this, it's given me a, um, an eyes view for that, and then I've uh, got a college student who comes out and works with us as well. So you, like I said, I was started out the interview. You just fell into this position. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go looking for it. No. How do you like it so far? I love it. it I don't want to give it up. It's my outlet. I enjoy it. It's keeping me physical, and um, so I'm excited for it. The girls are excited for it. They enjoy it, and so I just want to build it up, and hopefully we're going to do a clinic here this summer with elementary age to start bringing in interest and trying to keep the program going. Next time the uh, girls take the uh, court will be? Monday with UMS at the Tennis Center. Very good. We're going to get Jeff Estes in here now to talk uh, track and field and continue along with some of the coaches. Emily, thank you so much, and can, good luck, and hope things work out really well for you. Jeff, how you feeling? I understand you're a little under the weather today. Yeah, I had some time off last week. We had a little stomach issue, but we're about cleared away now. All right. Well, what's uh, what, what do we need to know about your track program? Well, first of all, they did a great job last week when I was not there, Coach Woodward and Coach Roberts. Uh, brought them home last week we had several guys do really well our sprint group is a lot better big thing about our group is that our numbers are up this year we've got more guys running more guys and girls running so team wise we're gonna i think we'll make a difference that we didn't have last year when's your next meet uh the jim tate relays tomorrow over at st paul's oh the jim tate relays that name uh, yeah well the, the greatest, it, it uh, doesn't doesn't get a lot better than 
GM was. So. Do you, well, uh, do you have some uh, tracksters who you feel are going to make quite a scene this year? Well, we do. Uh, two of them are going to recognize today. Emily Schumach has been with us since she was in seventh grade, and Emily finished uh, in the 800-1600 last week, finished second and third. Uh, Tyler Roberts is, is a sprinter for us. He runs the 100 and the 200 in our 4 by one and uh, finished in the finals in all of those. So. Uh, they've both been named the Beef O'Brady's Athlete of the Week, so uh, congratulations to them. I'm curious, how many, and I know it kind of depends on which events, but is there a certain number of events that you, you feel comfortable with your, your athletes participating in, and is there is is there one too many? Is there a number? Is there a certain number out there? You'd kind of like to spread it out. Our sprint, you know, our sprinters probably run just a little too much. We depend have to depend on a smaller group in there. Yeah. But, I mean, the ones we have are, you know, really good. You know, we're going to we're, I'm, I'm really excited about our four by one team this year. We've got Dorian Smith coming in, has played baseball most of his career here. You know, Dorian's football player for us, big time guy. And he's he can fly and he's going to help us in our in our relays. Were you uh, prevalent in track and field? Oh, no, 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 no. Do you know anything about it? I, I, look, I was when I first came in. I was you could have given me, you know, track for dummies, and that's what I'd have been coaching out of because that's where we were. Woody, where do you find these coaches? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever he <laughs> Where is. <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 interesting because I'm only teasing you, Jeff. I know you've been here for a long time, and you of course do. We've talked to you a lot about football and everything, mm-hmm. and I'm just having some fun with you. Well, those guys, th- it is interesting though because you get up there and those guys. I tell them, you know, in track, especially with our distance people, that's what I do to punish everybody. Else. I mean, I have no more respect, you know, as much respect for those distance guys as I do anybody because you want to punish a guy, send him out there to do that running those distance people do. Man. I was kind of looking at you as javelin or shot put or something. I actually coach the throwers, so, you All know, right, and, so and as, as far as an individual group, I coach the throwers. So. Anybody to, down the road that uh, may go on and do something in the States? Oh, well, we've got we've got several guys that are going to have a chance this year. Uh, we were... In the MGM meet last weekend, most of our guys were at the top of the 5A level as far as the people that competed in the meet. So I was I was really pleased and, and look forward to the rest of the year. I think we're going to do nothing but get better. Well, we appreciate you coming out. I know maybe a little bit under the weather, but you're, you're a rock for sure, yeah. Jeff. Well, we've we're, we got to be here every day, man. Can't get nothing done if you're not here. Well, we appreciate you both coming out, and thank you all very much. Best of luck to you guys for the rest of the season. Guys, thank you all. Thank you all for all you do. Uh, all right, so hour number two, we'll do some baseball and softball. Jack French scheduled to join us as well. Woody Head's in the house, uh, so we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll, in hour number three, uh, you have uh, you have a special athlete coming aboard. Well, he's from Faith Academy, and that's uh, Christian Burnett, who was a standout on the football program, Mark. And he has accepted, and I think it's kind of an interesting story about accepted a preferred walk-on at Auburn rather than maybe, and I don't know if he's had scholarship offers, but I, I'm guessing he has. He's a really fine athlete. and so, But he decided he wants to be a preferred walk-on, so we'll get kind of the lowdown on that. Uh, and joining us now, our good friend, and I, I use friend in air quotes uh, for those without radio vision, Todd Weissong, Beefo Birdies. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning, guys. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You're such a fibber. Guys, you guys got to know this right now. Mark's had a rough morning, so everybody just needs to send some apologies or send some thanks to Mark over the uh, airwaves. Let him know that he's appreciated and loved today. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of appreciated, I appreciate the fact that you're open at 10, which means you probably need to get going here in a minute. But uh, you guys open at 10, and it's Friday during Lent, so um, 
Fish and chips? Fish and chips, you know. But, of course, right now we are getting ready for our biggest holiday. St. Patty's Day is our biggest holiday. So next Friday will be one of the days that we're – so right now I am prepping. I'm getting ready. I'm doing everything I need to do to get ready for that big day next Friday as well. And, and you do a little bit of everything, or maybe you do a lot of everything over there, man. I, I come over there, and you're, you, you're, you're prepping – you're, you're, you're ordering. You're doing it all. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a very on-hands-owner kind of thing. I feel like that's what you have to do in today's world is to stay ahead of the game and keep your business afloat is to make sure that you're there every day. You're showing the people that you care. If they care enough to come into your restaurant and they care enough to eat in your establishment, I think you should be able to service them the best way you can. All right, tell everybody where, where you're located. 4419 Rangeland Road, right in front of Lowe's. Come see us each and every day. Yeah, uh, you got that sports bar feel but small enough it's very family oriented which is what uh which kind of sets you apart yeah man. we love the families come bring all your kiddos we'll love to we'll take care of them. even the himes even the himes wow the 28 himes yeah <laughs> no 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 you got me confused with your childhood friend yeah don't but, talk about camp like that please. yeah he's got enough issues all right our number one's in the books here comes our number two it's our dr chris from championship drive in Air Sports One, we're on the campus of Faith Academy at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 7.04, here we are, hour number two of our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive. Mark and Lee, we're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Faith Academy. We're going to be talking uh, softball and baseball here at Faith Academy, but updating on some of the uh, top stories. Let's go to SEC basketball, the tournament, where yesterday Arkansas defeated uh, Auburn by a score of 76-73. It came down to the final shot, a missed three by Wendell Green. So Arkansas moves on, and they will be uh, taking on Texas A&M later on today. Also advancing Mississippi State in overtime with a win over Florida. They'll take on Alabama at noon today. We will have the broadcast of that game on WNSP beginning with the pregame show at 11 this morning. And uh, Tennessee moves on after beating Ole Miss. They've got Missouri today and Vanderbilt vying for an NCAA tournament slot. They're one of those bubble teams. They beat LSU. They'll take on Kentucky later on this evening. Uh, Some of the other uh, top stories, the Jets feel confident, I guess, in all the reports that they're going to acquire Aaron Rodgers. If you've been watching the Big 12 tournament with Kansas, you know their coach Bill Self has been hospitalized. Illness not disclosed, but the school says he did not suffer a heart attack. And there have been a couple of firings in college basketball. Pat the legend at Georgetown, fired after six years, and uh, Mark Fox fired at California. Let's get to some happier times here on the campus of Faith Academy. Talk about some of the sports that are going on. We mentioned softball and baseball, and uh, welcome in Raylan Dennis. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Wonderful. And, of course, Matt Seymour. Good been morning. here for a long, long time coaching baseball. Ray Lynn, what's going on with softball? Did you play last night? We did. How'd we it played go? at Theodore. went really well. Um, 
Larkin Anthony, our ninth grade freshman pitcher, pitched a really good game. She went, um, had a two hitter, gave up those two hits in the seventh inning. So she she did really well. And uh, the season so far, how does it stack up? How does it look? Well, our our um, we're doing good. We've lost a lot of tough games by one run. Um, we're at three and five right now. But we're on the rebound. We're we're starting to put things together. The pitching's coming around. Our hitting is what was lacking in the beginning. But it's starting to come around now. Um, and with the win last night, I think they gained a lot of confidence. Down the road in the area? You're Next week. Yeah. Yes. You're Next pretty week. confident that you're going to have a very strong showing? Yeah, we, we should do fairly well. If we show up, you know. But uh, we, we have a really strong team. We have a good defense, um, all around good defense. And if, if our hitting can just continue and put those runs across, we'll be fine. Tell, tell us about Miley Stagner. She's our Beefo Brady's uh, Athlete of the Week. Miley Stagner is an eighth grader, by the way. Wow. She, this is her second year on varsity. She is a strong, mentally tough, physically tough player, and she can play anywhere. She um, is not typically a catcher, but for the past two years, she's caught for us just for the need. Um, she is doing amazing. Um, last week, she hit her second home run of the season. This, last night, she hit her third one. Um, she's leading the team in average, just an all-around athlete. She's, she's an amazing player. Matt, year in and year out, Faith Academy is uh, contending for top state honors. How does it look this year? Uh, everything's off for us to, uh, for a good start. We got to um, we got to clean some things up. We've, we've started pretty well. Uh, one thing I'm happy about is that we've we've had actually four come behind wins of um, of seven runs or more. Now the bad well, thing you've been down seven runs yes. and you come four times from behind. Yes, yes. It's so uh, that that shows that we got a little um, little grit about ourselves and can um, can come back and and play. Now, from a coach's standpoint, yeah. you don't always want to be in that situation. Of course, that's the negative side of that, I guess. Um, you always want to win, but we got to clean up some uh, things. Too many walks, uh, a few errors, things like that, to get us in those situations. But I got to believe, from a coaching standpoint, you probably felt a little bit more comfortable, say, in that third <laughs> game being down seven than you did the first, right? Yeah, I guess so. But look, I'm a conservative. I, I like to do things. You know, I like to pitch well. I like to. I don't like giving anybody no, you know, no seven, eight run spot. Uh, we come down from a 10 to 1 deficit uh, a few nights ago. And so, you know, yeah, we're confident. We're confident that we can score some runs. Um, but uh, our coaches and myself, we've got to do a better job of, um, of um, getting the ball over the plate and competing and uh, getting, getting after their guys and getting after their offense. Uh, based on what you're saying, and you said clean up things, I'm guessing that has to do with your starting pitching? Yeah, we've got some good pitching. We've got a lot of pitching. We've got a lot of young pitching. I'm happy with them, but uh, we've got to we got to we got to keep people off. We can't we can't give them free bases and things like that and get ourselves in trouble. And uh, and they've rebounded well, and we've started doing better here um, in the in the past week. And so uh, maybe it was just uh, just getting off on a good start and getting the first week or two jitters out of our out of our system, but. Uh, you know, I like the good old pitching and, you know, two to one, three to one games. I don't like these high scoring run <laughs> games. It's too much of a it's too much of a 
uh, Hassel will try to come back every time and win. Well, tell us about uh, Connor Robinson. He was named the uh, Beef O'Brady's uh, Student Athlete of the Week here for baseball. Yeah, first of all, Connor Robinson is a great young man. I mean, he's a great kid. He's our leader. Um, you know, he's not a he's not a vocal leader, but he's a leader by his actions. And and he has started off with um, with a bang this year. Uh, had a little down year last year for whatever reason, but um, he is the um, I think the lone one that played on our 21 state championship as a um, as a sophomore, and he just did unbelievable then. So we went back and looked at some things that he was doing in in 21, and and kind of tweaked him a little bit at the plate, and and he is on fire for us. Um, hitting very well we've even got him coming out of the pen so um you know that's a big plus for us and uh and he does a good job of that so we got him trotting out of the pen like the mad hungarian so that's that's what we that's what we like to see what's his walk-up music and um i don't know i don't know that kind of music that plays it's some kind of heavy metal whatever i don't know but uh but he's been doing a really good job for that so that's um that's helped us out a lot coming out of the pen, knowing that you've got somebody that can um, that can put out a fire or even just hold a one or two run lead. But uh, but uh, Connor's done a great job though, and again he's he's a very very likable person, a great teammate, you know all the things you look for in a player. Hey, let me ask you something. You know, with all these new rules in Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, has any of this uh, trickled down to high school baseball yet? I hope not. I hope not. I hadn't learned all the rules of the, what they have now, so I don't need any more. <laughs> but um, but now they're uh, they're trying to speed up the game and do everything. And there's some safety rules, and that's needed, I know. But um, I, I like it like it was. So I'm not sure that I would like all these different things that they're doing. And uh, by watching some of these big leaguers, you can tell they don't like it either. But I guess they're going to make them adjust to it one way or the other. Matt Seymour is the coach of the uh, Rams baseball team. When you started out this conversation, you're in and you're out. You seem to be flirting with uh, a state title. How does it look in 5A? What, what, what's out there for you? Well, actually, we're in 6A. Okay. And, um, that forget but, 5A. Uh, yeah. So 6A is tough, tough league, um, you know, throughout the state. You know, around Mobile, even uh, a lot of good teams. So it's very competitive. And of course, that's what we want. And uh, we want to be competitive. Um, we just got to do the things that that we do here at Faith Academy that make us successful. And um, that starts by being great teammates with each other, loving one another, having a having a good team bond. You know, if you can do that, it's it's amazing what else you know all the on the field stuff falls into place. So, you know, that's our expectations here. Um, those expectations will always be here. Um, you you got to go out and you got to fight for a championship each year. And, um, you know, anything less than that um, will be will not be where we want to be. So to speed up the game, when teams come, do you just spot them a 7-8 run lead and they just start that's off from there? That's what it seems <laughs> like. Yeah, I just wish, do that. I wish we could get that over with. We played like a three-and-a-half-hour, three-hour and 45-minute game the and other no night. And no pitch clock. No pitch clock. No, okay. no. Maybe we needed the pitch clock that night. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, but, again, we, we persevered. You know, we had grit. And uh, we fought back, and, and again, we've done that multiple times this year. So that's a great sign for, you know, a good team. 
And, uh, and like I tell our guys every day, you know, we want to we want to have that grit and fight, and we want to get better every day we go out there. We don't want to go backwards. We want to move forwards. And if we do that, we're going to have a good team by the end of the year. You don't have to worry about uh, three-and-a-half-hour games, do you, Ray Lynn? <laughs> I mean, aren't your games like about 90 minutes to two hours? Yeah, yeah two hours. Um, yeah, we, we don't want a three-hour game. That'll wear our pitchers out for sure. What was funny is they played a doubleheader and was was finished and cleaned up and gone before we played one game. <laughs> I got to see this last <laughs> inning. <laughs> so it was yeah. yeah, it was an unusual game. Yeah, but um, probably the probably the highest scoring game and the longest game I've ever coached in, truthfully, and uh, probably the greatest comeback, truthfully. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending a little time with us, man. We really do appreciate y'all coming out. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. Uh, so it's uh, seven fifteen. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, Alec Name is gonna join us next. We're scheduled to be joined by Jack French as well. Woody Head in this hour too. Let's get your scoreboard, traffic, and weather. Continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. It is our Dr. Chris Vermonix Championship Drive. We're on the campus of Faith Academy and Air Sports One at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Hi, this is Bo Manning, my co-producer of Training Days, Rolling with the Tide. If you're listening to WNSP 105.5 Mobile. Welcome back in. Our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive continues from Faith Academy. A little bit of a news here. Uh, Eastbound I-10 at Theodore Dawes. There is a uh, broken down rig. There's an over two-mile delay. So uh, expect some slowdowns there. Maybe even find an alternate route. As far as finding a route to uh, good catering, I go to Alec Naiman from uh, Naiman's Catering. He's on the line with us right now. And, Alec, as we wish you a very happy Friday, why don't you tell our listeners what they can expect when they give a call to uh, Naiman's Catering? Good morning, guys. I, I, uh, say hello to my friends over at Faith Academy. Uh, my children went there and stuff, so we, we've got a nice history together. Listen, there's so much going on this month. I mean, this is a big month of, of charitable events and, and just just all kind of fun. You got uh, Dancing with the Stars at McGill from McGill Tulin tomorrow at uh, the fairgrounds. Uh, you also got the chili cook-off, you know, about that kind of stuff tomorrow. We got the chocolate festival for the Penelope House next weekend, next Saturday at the fairground. Then we got the lemon ball coming up on the 25th of March. And all that kind of festival flowers start on the 23rd to the 26th. So it's just, we're, we're involved with all of these events. So we, we, love, we love doing these things, and it's just a lot of fun. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, our freezer's full of gumbo and casserole, so we make life easy for a lot of folks that don't feel like cooking. Basically, all they got to do is turn on the oven and, and, and eat stuff up. But anyhow, you can call us at 473-3900. Look us up on the web at nameiscatering.com. We'll have our Easter package out next week, you know, because Easter's coming up. But if you just need anything, whether you're going to get married after rehearsal or a corporate event, a corporate lunch, just call us at 473-3900. We love to do this kind of stuff. Guys, y'all have a great weekend. My Jags baseball's on the road to Jacksonville, so I'm going to give you a go, Jags, so they can do pretty good while they're out there. 
Yeah, hopefully so. And thanks, Alex. I really appreciate it. Indeed, the Jags are playing Jacksonville State three games that's on the road. Special thanks to some of our uh, sponsors for the championship drive at Faith Academy. Uh, Will Barnes and uh, the Barnes family at McDonald's Restaurants, Greer's Market and Cash Saver. Also, B. Brady's and Tillman Corner, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, and the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. So a lot of talk in our app about last night's Auburn-Arkansas game. We talked about it a little bit earlier this morning, but, Lee, uh, I think what you saw from Arkansas was some of the things that everybody expected to see more of during the course of the season, which was uh, some athleticism, uh, the way they attacked the boards, second chance points. And let me tell you, uh, Nick Smith had himself uh, kind of that signature moment late in that game. Auburn, which was 15 down and climbed back into it, had just taken the lead. And then on the very next possession, he goes down, um, caught a pass on like that right wing or whatever and drove the baseline and pulled up for that mid-range jumper was a huge, huge shot for Arkansas. Yeah, see, and, and I, I had told you, you know, I had gone to the Arkansas-Auburn game earlier this season, and I was very impressed, and they didn't have Nick Smith then. So any team that draws Arkansas in the NCAA tournament, it's going to be kind of scary because I was impressed when I saw Arkansas in person, even though Auburn beat them. And because you said they didn't shoot real well. They, but, didn't shoot, but they can't were... shoot from outside. So Auburn started out with a zone. That didn't work yesterday because Arkansas was able to penetrate. So if you prepare for Arkansas, you, you don't it teams outside the SEC, and this is what I say, because, you know, as you get on to the season, Nick Smith has only been in there for about six or seven games, and he's really changed the dynamics of that team because he gives them an outside score, but he also gives them a go-to guy, and that makes the other players out there, Debo Davis, uh, some of the others that were really uh, getting under the glass, Mitchell. I, Mark, I couldn't believe how – I guess I could – the way that Auburn was getting beat on the offensive rebounds. Second chance points yesterday. Arkansas scored Auburn 18-6. to It seemed like every time they missed a shot, they got the rebound and the putback. Yeah. And, I, and that was the difference in the game. I know we could say, well, you go down to the wire. And, and I'll say this. It was a great comeback because I didn't know if Auburn could get back in that game 15 down. They used their defense with the steals and everything. They had 12 steals in the game. But there was a point in that, that second half, and you saw the game, so you know, where they missed three or four shots from 15 feet and in. Yeah. They missed two key free throws down the stretch. Uh, Chris Moore, hey, look, I'll give Chris a lot of credit. He was as gutty a player as I've seen in quite some time with the stitches and all that was going on with him and the way he hung in there. But he missed a free throw. Uh, I think it was Katie Johnson who really had an outstanding game. He missed yeah. a free throw. So that that still gave Arkansas that, that lead at the end. And then, as you pointed out earlier in the show, Bruce Pearl designed. He does come up with some great out-of-bounds plays, but this time it didn't work. Yeah, that play he called at the end of the game was one that generally most guys, coaches have in their bag or some version of it and so he, they were in a box set he was throwing it in on the end he first of all he called a great timeout because they were in trouble there was three seconds left he called the timeout to bail out his team and they got a good look so they throw it into the paint and human nature has you watching the ball all right they, you, you just can't help but watch it and so uh but basically uh one of your perimeter guys is coming off the screen so they use that to take your eyes off the guy coming off the screen he gets a good look but he, I thought he kicked out. Well, he did kick out. But I'm thinking if he doesn't kick out, there's a better chance that he makes that shot because uh, I think he was trying to draw contact, and I understood that. But it was a good call. He couldn't get it to fall. Um, 
the kid for uh, Arkansas, we talked about Nick Smith, but I think Anthony Black is probably the biggest beneficiary of Nick Smith being in that lineup. Uh, we'll continue to talk about it. You guys can jump in the app. Alabama plays today. You can hear it right here on WNSP. Uh, we'll come back here at Faith Academy at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. song that could only mean one thing the wnsp march madness matchup challenge that's right be the first one to get nick on the phone at 694-1055 and you'll be the latest to qualify for our wnsp challenge and uh what will happen is you'll come see us at moe's downtown on wednesday uh we will give you a team if that team wins the ncaa tournament you're the big winner two a one hour jet ski rides from gulf coast water rentals and a smart TV from Bailey's TV and Mattress. Don't worry if you don't have a chance to qualify here on the opening kickoff or uh, the final drive. Uh, we have a couple of open spots that we will give away the day of uh, the challenge. So our thanks to uh, Moe's Barbecue Downtown for hosting. do want to thank some of our uh, Faith Academy sponsors like Air of Excellence, uh, Keith Realty, uh, Bay Furniture, uh, Anderson Automotive, and Jones Welding Company. You uh, know, I'm sorry, real quick, uh, Levi is already qualified. These guys are quick on the draw today, so congratulations to you. And speaking of congratulations, do want to congratulate uh, some of the other Beefo Brady's Athletes of the Week in men's golf, John Kerr, and uh, in women's golf, Kathy Hacker. So congratulations to those student athletes, uh, and thanks to Todd Weissong and Beefo Brady's for uh, supplying uh, gift cards to each of the student athletes every week at every de- uh, destination that we go uh, to the Tillman's Corner Beefo Braders, you get one free meal. Compliments of that establishment. So thanks to them. And uh, with Jones Welding, I promised Gary I would mention that they're hiring the following crafts CNC programmer, draftsman, CNC, and manual machinist, mechanics, warehouse clerk, and delivery driver. If you got to want to get involved with them, send them a resume to jobs at jwcmachine.com. Guy that's got a job for a long time out here is Faith Academy's athletic director, Woody Hedden. You know, there, we, as we make these rounds, there are very few individuals where I've crossed paths, almost going back to when I came here. Woody, you and I go back a long, long way. How you doing, uh, my friend? I'm doing great, bud. We appreciate you guys coming out today. And uh, Yeah, we did go back a long way. Back when Kristen was uh, playing volleyball for me. Oh, even before then, though. Yeah. You were in the 80s. I, I remember oh, having yeah. conversations with you all the time and mm-hmm. when you'd be looking for a football coach and all that. Speaking of football coach, can you do your uh, Jack French impersonation since uh, you decided not to show up? <laughs> I don't think anybody can do a Jack French impersonation. Jack's a special guy. He does a great job for and uh, we're happy he's coming back next year. Yeah, you know? I'm, so, I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but in a bit I was. I wasn't sure if he'd return. All right. Yeah, he, he uh, you know, the 
graduating class this coming year was were seventh graders when he first took over, and I think that's going to be special for him to see those guys through through their senior year now. And uh, who knows, he, he may come back the year after that. But uh, we're we're excited about having Jack back. He's obviously turned our program around, and uh, and the kids love him. They play hard for him, and uh, he's just a great guy to have around. Okay, let me let me uh, throw this at you. You know, for years your your sports program was. Uh, outstanding in every sport except football okay i mean year in and year out when you were coaching you're winning championships uh i i could go on and on about you know the the, the championship trophies you have in but the one stumbling block it seemed like was football i know you and i had a lot of conversations about this so since he's come along now and he's basically put your football program on the map has it really changed anything as far as the the branding of faith academy i think it has i, I think you know uh like you talked about earlier we we really struggled in football for a number of years, uh, and uh, since Jack came on campus, he, he's created some excitement here. Well, we got guys that were only playing uh, single sports. Basketball players were not playing anything but basketball. Baseball players were only playing baseball, and now he's got guys coming out from the other sports, and uh, Jack just does a real good job with that, and, and uh, so he's, he's really attracted the athletes that we need to play football. Did you, uh, do you, as an AD, do you have to sit through these baseball games? Uh, some of them. Some of them. I, I was at the Bayside game uh, Monday night, and uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday night, and uh, we were down 10 to 1 after the second inning. And uh, Bayside hit a couple of home runs. In fact, one guy hit one in the parking lot out there, which is a, a long shot here. But, you know, the game went on. We scored in every inning, and then finally. Uh, uh, Bayside missed an extra point, and we beat them 17 to 16. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> and, and and as Matt pointed out, you've had about four or five games like that. Overall, uh, give us kind of your overview of the uh, spring sports program. Where you stand well, right now? You know, now. of course, <clears throat> spring is the busiest time of the year for us, and us us being a K three through uh, grade twelve school. Then we have elementary programs, we have middle school programs, JV programs, and varsity programs. So our schedule is completely full every day of the week, and uh, and you know, juggling things around, especially if you have a rain out game and trying to make that up and fit it in works pretty good. But we have a lot of athletes participating in a lot of sports, is which we want, and uh, it's just it's just a great time of the year, it really is. So Woody Head's joining us. How is it? I I I, I keep getting reminded, and every every time we come out here and we talk to you, your accomplishments as a coach, administrator, athletic director, and all anybody in our app wants to talk about is barbecue sauce. What, I've had it. It's fantastic. Right. Right? But you, it will be on your gravestone. Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Yeah, I tell you, uh, it, it was a great product when we had it. Uh, and uh, my brother passed away in 2013, and then that became a one-man show, and I just couldn't handle it. But uh, I've had a lot of people want to buy the recipe. It's not for sale. My cardiologist, every time I go to him, he says, Coach, you got to sell it to me. I, my, my answer is always, well, give me a blank check. Yeah. <laughs> so hypothetically, rhetorically asking for a friend, how much would something like a recipe like that go for these days on the open? Uh, I don't really know. That's, that's a good question. I really don't know. So if you didn't do – so it, did you have to choose between life as an administrator and a coach and a one-man show making barbecue sauce? Was Could you have done the one-man barbecue sauce thing? Uh, or would you not, be living uh, the high life? Uh, probably not. Probably not. It's just too, you know, too much, too much going into it. You know, you're talking about selling, delivering, stocking, collecting. Uh, it's just too much for one man. So you know, I could have probably got some other people. Could have brought Leon as an unsilent partner. That would have been a, gr- a great challenge. If the truth be known, uh, the shows I did on Saturday 
Woody and his brother, they used to come and cook. Yeah. They used to. Oh, have, I remember. Uh, oh, it was terrific. I mean, I, I miss that. In fact, you were even giving us sauce. I think uh, as of maybe what two or three years ago, you'd bring in the bottles for us. Right. Exactly. exactly. Are you all done? Any left? None. None, none left. None, not, none, not, none. not a left. So, could you again hypothetically asking for a friend? Could you, if you just had a hankering for it one Saturday, could you could you throw some together just for old times' sake? I, I, I probably could. Do you know the Do you know the recipe? Oh, by yeah. heart. Oh yeah. Like you could just definitely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I could I could probably do that, but I'm not going to. Woody <laughs> <laughs> Head is the longtime athletic director here at Faith Academy, and, and quite a coach in his own right. There was a point I think where you coached like four sports each year. That's correct. Well, I did that a couple of years, which is yeah. cra- crazy. And yeah. usually you win about three championships yeah, or something we like won, that. Won a few. Won a few. So let me ask you this: Since Jack couldn't show up, what's the deal with uh, spring football? Are you going to have spring football? Yes, we are. We're going to have spring football in May, and and uh, it's going to be a unique situation. Our spring game this year, we're going to host it right here. It's going to be on May the nineteenth. We're going to play Bluxy High School in the spring game. And guess who the coach at Bluxy High School is? Jack French's son. Oh, come on. So, so it'll be a, it'll be a father-son spring game here on May 19th. Now, it won't be a regular football game. They'll, you know, have spring games. A lot more team will take 25 plays. The other team will take 25 plays. But it'll be interesting having a father-son spring game here on May 19th. That will be. We'd try to get his son on. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, he, yeah, he, came, to a lot, he came to a couple of playoff games after his team got eliminated last year, so. He's a, they're big supporters of each other. Good, good family. Woody, you've uh, hired a lot of people over the years. Uh, Chad Pruitt's one of them. He's coming on at eight thirty. Go back in history about the hiring of Chad Pruitt and what he meant to your basketball program. And he's, of course, now with the Auburn Tigers. Right. Yeah. Chad. Chad and I had a lot of. He was at Scambia Academy uh, in Atmore when I first met Chad, and that's his hometown, Atmore. And uh, he was the coach there, and he he had some real good teams. We had some real good teams. We played each other. Uh, and very competitive. We got to be good friends. And then we had an opening for our men's basketball program. And so I called and talked to him. He came over and interviewed. And uh, it was an excellent hire for us. He, he did a really good job for us. Uh, great great Christian guy. Uh, not only a good coach, but also a good preacher. And uh, he uh, actually, in 2006, he won an AISA state championship for us. We'd only won uh, two, uh, one other. In 1999, I had the privilege of coaching the first team. And then 2006, Chad came over and uh, won a state championship. And he, the team we played in the finals was Cottage Hill Christian. And the coach at Cottage Hill Christian was Chad Applin, our coach now. So pretty interesting. And Chad's now also your golf coach, right? Yes, correct. Chad is also a guy. I think Mark might be interested. Did you also at one point coach both the girls and the boys? I did that for two years. That was what uh, was that like? Uh, uh, the, you know, the, the hardest part about that, of course, you, you're practicing for probably you know there for six hours, from two two to two to about eight, and then and then on, the hard part on game days was they're back to back in high school. Yeah. So if you know you're not in there for pregame with the boys, you got your assistant coaches in there that. And and so it's pretty tough, it's especially if you've had a if you had a tough loss with the girls, and you got to turn around and get mentally ready for the boys' game. It's pretty tough. But I had some great assistant coaches. I had uh, uh, Striffin and uh, Hickout were my assistant coaches in the boys' team. They both play college basketball, and they they were great coaches. And uh, we kind of intimidated people when those guys. My coaches, Strickland was uh, seven foot, and Hickock was six ten. So we walked in the gym. I said, "Man, they, you know, the coaching staff is unbelievable." But uh, it was a great time. Uh, we had had some success, and uh, uh, I wouldn't want to do it again. Now. And, and you know, you know, sometimes those officials don't always flip out in between games either. So 
you know, you get the same officials the second time around. You can't burn all your currency in game one if you got to save some for game two. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, but back back in those days, it was rare that you uh, had the same officials for both games because back we had plenty of officials back in those days. But yeah, now, not now so much. It's, a, uh, yeah, it's very rare that you you don't get the same officials for for both games now. So, so of all good. the sports you coach, which one do you miss the most? Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of I would probably say basketball. Uh, I, I really enjoyed coaching basketball. Of course, softball was was a lot of fun too. We had a lot of success in softball, but but basketball is, is such a quick change. I mean, you're you're on offense, marking us. You're on offense for one second, all of a sudden you're on defense, and the strategy goes in. And coaching basketball is it's just a lot of preparation. Uh, man, it was, it was a lot of fun coaching basketball. Uh, so what are we going to call this uh, this little spring game? Maybe like the French Revolution or. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah, the French Revolution. Yeah, I mean, just do something. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be neat. That's going to be neat. We, we need to, we need I, to I wonder if that's ever up. happened, a father-son played each other in a, in a football game. Coach. Uh, I'm sure that it has, but I don't know if they've done it in a spring. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's happened, but I couldn't right. tell you who. Right. I, right. I don't, I don't, I don't go. You know, I, you know, as I move on, and obviously my career in broadcasting, we got, a, you know, people I'm talking to, and, and their sons are now starring oh, yeah. oh, and doing yeah. stuff, and it's amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll run into a, a, a somebody says, "Oh yeah, you remember my dad, or he remembers me, or something like that." Mm-hmm. So. You know how that goes. And like I said, it just pushing buttons, having you here, remembering how at one time you were coaching four sports, I think it was volleyball, both basketball, and softball. I don't know how you did it. And as, as and the AD, too. You're the AD. I don't know how you could do all that. Well, you know, times have changed. Uh, back, back in those days, uh, you didn't have overlaps like you do today. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you, had a, you usually had about a two-week break in between sports before uh, the playoffs. But now there's so much overlap, it'd be almost impossible to do it. Now. Has the caliber of athlete here at Faith changed over the years, though? I mean, now that your football team is such. Mike Brown, Coach of the Year. Kings are playing right. It's a bonus, underrated. These guys are for real. You know, I thought it was a, you know, like get a new coach, you get new energy. We thought it was like new energy, but they're, they're definitely for real. They're definitely playing well. Mike Brown. 7.51, welcome back in, wrapping up hour number two here on a Friday edition. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. That's right, we're in Air Sports 1, we're on the campus of Faith Academy. And one of the uh, top athletes at Faith Academy is Christian Burnett. He drops by to say hello before he goes to class. Christian, good morning, how are you today? Good morning, I'm doing good, how are y'all? We're doing wonderful. So I guess the story with you is... As I understand it, you're going to Auburn as a preferred walk-on. What does that mean? Tell people walk-on, preferred walk-on versus scholarship. So if you're a walk-on, what it means is once you get to the college, you still have to go through tryouts to make sure you're in your spot on the roster. But as a preferred walk-on, you don't have to go through tryouts. You're already on the roster, but you're not getting your all your necessities are not automatically paid for. So with a scholarship, they pay for your house and your food and clothes and all of that. Christian, did you have scholarship offers at other schools? Yes. I had a full ride to the Ivy League, Dartmouth, and I had a scholarship to Tufts University up north also. So what would prompt you then to bypass a full scholarship to be a preferred walk-on? Because to my understanding, with preferred walk-on or walk-on, you're pretty much a practice player. Um, 
to an extent, there's a lot of preferred walk-ons or walk-ons who've gone very far. It really just depends on how hard you work when you get there and how you show out. Because some of them are just people who are overlooked and didn't get the chance to get that scholarship. With the portal nowadays, a lot of high schoolers are probably going to be in walk-ons yeah. or preferred walk-ons. So who recruited you from Auburn? Who was the, the main guy that came down here and, and talked you into this? It was actually a very a mixture of a lot of coaches doing all the transferring and moving around they had going on. Etheridge was the first one to speak to me when it came to recruiting, but the one who got me that preferred walk-on was Coach Brensall. All right, so here at Faith, little running back, little linebacker. It's looking like running back at Auburn. Uh, is that is that your is that your preference? Do you care? Uh, what, where's your where's your love for the position lie here? Uh, <clears throat> I was given the choice between running back and linebacker, and I did choose running back. Yeah, because I just there's just some feeling about everyone trying to take you down personally. I like the challenge. Was, nice. there, was there a certain love for Auburn that you had, or were you like an Auburn fan growing up? Uh, surprisingly, I was actually a Bama fan growing up. But when you get to the campus, there was just this atmosphere that really, really drawed you in. It was just like something was speaking to me. Like, you need to go here. It kind of felt like God was telling me I need to go here. Well, it's a lot warmer than Dartmouth, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Definitely a lot warmer. <laughs> you like, unless you like to ski and snowboard or something like that. So uh, how's, you're with baseball now, right? Yes, sir. How's that going? Uh, season's going well. We're doing very good. Definitely better than last season. Uh, what position do you play? I play center field. All right, and uh, how's the, at the hitting? There's, obviously, you guys are scoring a lot of runs. I understand you have, what, 17 runs in one game this week against Bayside, and these are high-scoring games. How, how's it going at the plate? Uh, at the plate, we're, going, we're doing great offensively. Everyone's starting to put the stick on the ball. We're doing great, uh, definitely offensively. We talked to Coach earlier. Apparently, you all have a thing about rallies. You're like, you all don't want to get up early. You just you just want to get down, in, in some cases, a touchdown, and you got to come back and hit the extra point to win. I don't even know what to say. We just come back team, I guess. So Definitely as, something we have to fix. How does one get ready? Okay, there are some athletes who have already enrolled on campus. You know how they want to get started early uh, to get a head start, you know, as far as some of the signees and everything. When do you report to Auburn, and, and, and what's your MO as far as getting ready for their uh, fall? We're supposed to, or I'm supposed to move in May 28th, and we'll start our camp in classes June 1st, for what I know, or June 2nd. Well, speaking of running backs, have you had a chance to meet Carnell Williams? I have not. I met the running back, the junior, I do believe his name is Jaw, or they call him Jaw out there. How much, how much did the change in coaching staffs, how much did that impact positively or negatively or whatever, how much did that go into your decision? Or did it? It was more positively. Yeah. Because I thought it would be a fresh start for everybody. There would be no bias towards anyone because I think they'll get a fresh look at every player. What are you looking forward to most once you hit that field? And is there something that you're maybe nervous about? I'm not really nervous about much. I'm looking forward most to hitting that weight room, yeah. seeing what they what they can make out of me, how good they can really say. Like what the end product is going to be. Take my potential out of me. Yeah. Christian, your biggest moment on the football field here at Faith Academy for Coach French, what was that? Which game, what play, anything that stands out? Biggest moment. If we're talking about personally. Yeah, personally for you. He's spoken to me out there in front of those bleachers one time. Because I was going through a lot. I had like an injury or something. 
And Coach French had told me, he said, I was one in a thousand people. Not just as a player, but he was just being like, he was like, you're a good person in general. You're going to make it far in whatever you do. So did that clear all the injuries when he put his hand on you? <laughs> didn't clear the injury, but it cleared I know he's into the faith and all that. So did so did he? He put his hand on you, and all of a sudden you felt really great. And, uh, mentally, yeah, I felt great. Come next year, and then I just started balling out after that. So. Oh, I, this was before your career took over, then. Oh, I see. So as far as t- were you not were you not playing football at that time, or? I had just I was because I had played my eighth grade year, and this was my freshman year, and I had pulled both my hamstrings. So I was not allowed to play this season, though. No. How did he know you were going to be so good? I don't know. I guess you have to ask him that one. I would, but he didn't show up today. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Burnett, join us. You had some great games, though. I mean, is, is there any game that stood out your past, your senior season? Either it's going to be either that Ufala game or the Williamson one. Those two games stood out the most to me. That uh, Williamson one, we just started off with a banger. I mean, first play of the game, track a dude and run to the end zone feels pretty good to me. We know you got a little work to take care of. I mean, I've just figured you're a senior there in the last semester, man. You're on cruise control, but you actually got to go do a little testing here. So we're going to let you go. We wish you the best of luck. It's always C. Just answer C. 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 Yeah, I mean, is it multiple choice? I don't even know. There you go. Just It's always C. Uh, what I can tell you is do not take advice from McCoy on how to take a test. <laughs> not unless you want to repeat your year here at Faith. We'd love to have you, but I think it's probably time to move on. Uh, but, no, seriously, thank you for spending some time with us. Congratulations on all the success, and we wish you nothing but the best, man. Great stuff. Thank you. All right, when we come back, hour number three here on uh, the Dr. Christopher Molinex Championship Drive. Uh We'll reset, give you an opportunity uh, to chime in at 694-1055. We'll do our Miller Lite Golf Report with John Ricchetti. And then Chad Pruitt at 830, the Auburn assistant and former faith coach, set to join us to recap last night's Auburn loss in the SEC tournament to Arkansas. All that and more. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP. kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com the latest sports news traffic weather and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian the opening kickoff kickoff here are Mark and Lee Hour number three, man. Thanks for hanging with us on this Friday. Our Dr. Chris Romanek's championship drive from Faith Academy continues here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. There were two outstanding games in the SEC yesterday. The, I, I, I watched the end of the Mississippi State-Florida game, and, Mark, we talked about this earlier, and I know... You know, it's always it was always a pet peeve of mine about coaches calling a timeout with, let's say, less than 10 seconds. Because I've seen so many games, I broadcast many games, where teams would 
be in a position to win the game one or two points down, and they'd call a timeout, and then they'd have the ball intercepted off the sideline, or they would fumble the ball away, or they wouldn't get a good shot away. But yesterday, and, and again, this goes against my thinking, both games that came down to the wire, Arkansas beating Auburn and Mississippi State beating Florida, the coaches called timeout, and I couldn't believe it, but it actually worked in very good shots, but they didn't make them. But nevertheless, they got good shots off, timeouts with less than four seconds to go. To recapitulate, Mississippi State, which uh, was one of those bubble teams, and they won over Florida. So they take the lead, and they took it with about 12 seconds to go. And they didn't call a timeout, Mark. They just took, went down the floor. Florida couldn't get set up. That's always why I've liked don't call a timeout. Don't let the other team to get set up and everything. Mississippi State scores the go-ahead game. Uh, goal. It was uh, Smith who got it. So then Florida has the ball. And their coach calls a timeout with four seconds to go. And I'm like, what are you doing? But it turned out they wound up with a straight-on three-point shot attempt. It misfired. It didn't go in. So then you go to the Arkansas game. And Auburn gets the lead. for. Actually, they led 2 nothing early on, but that was it. Other than that, Arkansas dominated. They were physical. And then Auburn somehow comes back from 15 down with their defense uh, getting them back in the game. They take the lead. But then Nick Smith. The, the 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 highly coveted guard scores a go-ahead field yep. goal. So then Auburn, with Green handling the ball, and they're down by three, thanks to a couple of free throws. They're down by three, and Green is having all kinds of problems. He's not facing up. He's kind of stumbling around. The defense is targeting him. So Bruce Pearl calls a timeout with four seconds to go. And I'm like, oh, gosh, four seconds to go. But, of course, they still they were at half court, so they didn't have to go the full length. And they wound up with a darn good shot, but it just didn't go in. Yeah, no, uh, they had uh, every opportunity there at the end. And it it was actually a heads-up play by Bruce Pearl because they were in trouble. Um, I like the idea of pushing the ball like they did, but it was a heads-up play because he gave himself enough time to to not only draw something up, but uh, there was enough time on the clock that where you could have made a pass or two and still gotten a shot up as opposed to, you know, just tipping it up. So I, I thought it was a, a really well-designed play. They got a good look. Uh, it just didn't fall. And uh, I think you credit Auburn uh, for the fight and getting back into that game. But this is a team that has really struggled uh, in the last half of the season. With and, games going down to the yeah. wire. And, Mark, we always talk about the last play, but I want to go back a few seconds. There was about 20 seconds, give or take. And Auburn's down by one. And Katie Johnson, like to his credit, he's had a he had a polarized season. He's had good games and not so good games. He's he's always been labeled a player that can take you out of a game or keep you in a game. Well, he had a really good game, okay. But then with 20 seconds to go, and 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 I'm t- my wife is there, and I called her up because she's saying, "What's going on?" I said, "Come up here and watch." And we're in the last 30 seconds. Auburn gets the lead, then they lose the lead. So Katie, you got 20 seconds to go. Katie Johnson comes running down the floor. I mean, run and goes pell mell into the lane, trying to hit a layup into a thicket of arms yeah. in Arkansas. I'm like, what are you doing? You have 20 seconds. You don't need to go in for the point. Play, you know, set up, do things, take the last shot. Maybe with five or six seconds to go. Why are you doing this? Because even if you score, Arkansas then still has right. about 18, 19 seconds to go. I couldn't believe. He did that. Then, of course, the foul, Auburn foul, sends them to the line. That's when they get the three-point line. That's the play that really bothered me, Mark. You're, now, you can debate that with me because you're a coach. It just killed me. Why are you taking a, a, a driving layup in the thicket of that Arkansas defense, as physical as they are,
car instead of setting up or at least getting your big guy and then kill some clock. Yeah, so I didn't like you. I didn't like the timing or the, the look, but in his defense, he was finishing strong around the goal uh, most of in a, in a couple of instances. I won't say most of the game, but there were a couple instances where uh, – he, he got in there among the trees and finished. But, yeah, I thought it was a forced shot. I didn't like that look either. And I mentioned earlier, the, is, are there two coaches that you could pair up that are as animated and as um, – is demonstrative well, yeah, as as Bruce Pearl and, and Musselman those two guys could have their own reality show together it was I mean there was a point where I thought one of if not both of them were going to stroke out right there on the basketball court I mean they, there's some serious adrenaline pumping in that gym when those two teams get together but that game was everything we thought it would be and more I mean we talked about how some of these early uh, tournament games weren't going to be real competitive weren't going to be real good but this one we kind of had circled for a couple reasons one obviously it was Auburn and we were curious but two we knew this was going to be uh, a battle of wills here and it turned out to be exactly what we thought it was going to be I don't know why or how but there seems to be this real dislike between Auburn and Arkansas and, and I, maybe the announcers are the ones that just built into this or buy into this and really uh, try to uh, draw attention to it but uh, they, that seems to be a theme between Arkansas and Auburn in basketball games, and it goes back to last year when Arkansas beat Auburn, uh, and that, that ended their their streak. But again, I you know I, I can't get that that shot by Johnson. I don't care if you drive in, but if there's a few seconds, but why are you doing with so much time? And I thought that was a killer. You know, the Wendell Green shot was a good shot. It was good look. It just didn't go in. Even if he hit it, you're still going into overtime. But getting back to Musselman and uh, Bruce Pearl, and and believe me, the cameras don't shy away from them at all during the game, and, and especially Musselman, because I think he argues just about every call out there, although Bruce has his share, too. He's no, he's no uh, uh, softy when it comes to getting on the officials. So uh, I know we're getting ready to talk to um, John Ricchetti in the Middle Lake Golf Report. There's some reports now that Tiger Woods is being sued. Did you, have you yeah, seen I've this Yeah, I've seen story? that by an ex. So he's being sued by an ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, uh, for like $30 million. And so the details, depending on which, uh, which publication you read, uh, are, it's, it makes for some fairly entertaining reading. One of the reports is that he tricked her into thinking he was taking her on vacation. Uh, but instead dropped her off at the airport and locked her out of the house. <laughs> and I, um, so I, I bring this up now because I, I, I hesitate to say, to think what, what John might say if I asked the question of specifically framed uh, around that part of the story. But uh, Tiger Woods uh, never ceases to amaze me when it comes to the, the number of stories and the type of stories that we get in his illustrious career. Yeah, I, you're say, not gonna, I say, hey, at least he gave her a ride to the airport. Yeah, you're not going to hear about some golfer who's just uh, usually finishing 100th. No, and, and Tiger's still there. He moves the needle when it comes to people. But some who, are calling him her a former girlfriend. Some are calling her an ex-mistress. Like, there's all sorts of words being thrown around. So um, I'm curious. You know, we often ask the question, when when saving gets pumped up, which which reporter is going to ask him? Sorry, which reporter? Who's going to have the audacity yeah. to ask to ask Tiger Woods at the next press conference about his ex? Well, he may have lawyers. He may have lawyers asking him. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like if yeah. there's a civil suit being, I think that's where. So obviously he's going to then uh, you know clam up and say, well, it's a legal case. I can't say anything. 
One of the headlines, Tiger Woods' ex-mistress opens up about abusive way she was urged to sign an NDA. You know, speaking about stories, Mark, and I mentioned this to you, if anybody has a keen interest in that tragic shooting of Jamia Harris in, in uh, Tuscaloosa and with, with the ex-Alabama basketball player involved, ESPN did quite an expose. Now, they don't answer questions as much as they give you details. Details meaning at 1.30 this happened, at one uh, at one thirty-five this happened. I read that story yesterday, and it's on the ESPN website now. If you really want to go behind the scenes, again, you're not going to come away. ESPN is not the, the, whoever wrote the story, he's not going to say this happened for sure. You know, they don't they don't define who fired the first shot or who was responsible for that. But they but they give you every inch of the way leading up to the fatal shooting, and and Brandon Miller's role, Aiden Bradley's role, uh, Darius Miles, and, and and it's really I'm telling you, the only the only the, the one thing that did happen uh, that I, I got out of the story was that the family was very very disappointed that Alabama as a whole didn't reach out to the family that that was in the story, but there's such detail in this story. Now again, this is stuff that will probably come out or will come out in the trial. And again, I will say this: they don't specify exactly who's at fault. Uh, that that's left up to the reader. But um, some of the things in there, like how Darius had dinner with his family, his family was in town, and they said, "Hey, go out, but be safe," and all these things, little little things like this, leading up to this incident, which is you you read it and it's so sad. But I'm telling you, if uh, and, and since it's still a story that will be very fresh in our minds, uh, even after the basketball season, it's worth reading. So, did your opinion? Change. It, it didn't. Ch- I, I don't see. Here's the point. No, I, I, it it doesn't formulate any opinion. I I will. You know, obviously you, you read this, but it doesn't change anything. That, that it, it just de- defines everything. Waiting online to get into the nightclub. Who's here? Who's there? It, it doesn't. It doesn't specify blame at all, Mark. It it, it kind of leaves that up to the reader. Right. And I'm asking you as a reader. No, what, your it's hard changed? for me. I, I'm I'm one of these that I let justice play out. I obviously somebody has to be held responsible for the shooting death. Sounds There's no like he question could be his about own it. Superhero in a in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Let justice. Yeah. Play well, out. it has to be because it, it lends itself to the question: Who really fired the first shot? Did it come from the the Jamia's uh, uh, boyfriend, that, and but somebody obviously is going to be held responsible for this, and we'll I'll just see how it plays out. I, I no, it did change my it did not change my opinion at all. Obviously, the the two that are held for capital murder, you know, they're the ones that are being charged. We'll see if the uh, state's able to uh, get a verdict. Where's Rachel? Basically, I'm just having a conversation with Matt over I here. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic radio as you go on and keep talking. And I, I'm, I'm trying to make you a superhero, Lee. Well, not today. I'm not a superhero today. You know, I'm just one of the gang. Superheroes can't choose when they're superheroes. No, I'm just one of the gang today. One of the boys. With great powers comes great responsibilities, Lee. Yeah, come on, Lee. Who would be Lee's superhero name, you know, people? Hit me up in the app at WNSP.com. The ship has sailed on that. As that, that story, when you mentioned about Phil Rivers, when he said the ship has sailed, the ship has sailed for me being a, a superhero. I'm just, just one of the guys. By day. By night, you're... By night, I'm asleep early. Geriatric boy. No, good. 
Scoreboard Sam. I can't, you know, I have a hard time relating to any story like I was reading where they're out till midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Those days, I hardly ever stayed out that late. Matt, I know you did, but uh, I didn't. I, yeah, I was out late last night, but I was sitting there actually. Oh, yeah. There yeah, I go. can say I was thinking instead of Shazam, Shervain. Shervain. <laughs> Were you out there last night looking for tie line one? I was. You were on the hunt? I, I, I was. As a matter yeah. of fact, I was. I was indeed. Maybe yep. a scavenger hunt next week. <laughs> find our three. equipment. Find our equipment. Season three, the search. The search the for our equipment. The search for tie line one. This time it's personal. I wonder if that guy back in Where's the studio. The I wonder if that guy in the studio sold it. Scoreboard traffic and weather. Uh, John Ricchetti is next. Continue your comments in the app. I need superhero names for Lee. This is Brad Nessler, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5 in Mobile. Thanks for hanging with us here. It's the Dr. Chris Ramonix Championship Drive as we continue from Air Sports 1 at Faith Academy. All right. The last I saw the Players' Championship underway, uh, they had to suspend play. There were just a few golfers who didn't finish up. Johnny, bring us up to date on the, one of these keynote uh, championships going on this weekend. Well, guys, yeah, the Players' Championship did, as you mentioned, uh, play is resuming uh, this morning as they did not finish yesterday due to darkness. Uh, golf course uh, in the afternoon played very, very difficult on a very difficult golf course. Uh, if you look at the low scores, I think I think 10 out of 12 scores were from, came from in the morning. Uh, but uh, all in all, Chad Rainey, 8 under par, 64 yesterday. Uh, just a spectacular round, one-shot lead over Corin Morakaya. That uh, Chad Ramey played his golf at Mississippi State. He's from Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, and uh, you know has only got one tour win uh, to his credit. He's 30 years old. I haven't, you know, a lot of people probably haven't heard much of him, but obviously this kid can play. And uh, golf course is going to continue to dry out. It's continue to play tough, and you got to drive the ball. In the fairway there, you look at Rory McIlroy's round yesterday, just not a good round. Four over par 76 yesterday in that premier groupie he was paired with yesterday. Scotty Scheffler in that group at, at four under par, solid round. John Rahm uh, got in, had putting rows, one under par uh, round yesterday. So Jordan Spieth got off to a great start yesterday, buried the first and second hole, but uh, he all he could manage was a one over par 73. Mobile's Robbie Shelton, we keep an eye on his fine play this year. Solid opening round, even par 72. He's set to tee off here in uh, less than a couple hours to uh, start his second round. So a lot going on at the Players' Championship. Uh, Why well, I think it's uh, the theater at 16, 17, and 18 is just it's just awesome, and uh, I've had them, I've played that place, and it's uh, it's truly is a great. I think Pete Dye's best work of all time. The last three holes there at the TPC Stadium course at Sawgrass is just spectacular. And there was a hole in one yesterday, and Buckley on the 17th hole yesterday. Only 11 hole aces have been made at the Players Championship on the 17th hole. A lot of water balls there yesterday, so it should be a great weekend. Uh, there and uh, 
I also want to shout out on a local note, congratulations to UMS Wright uh, Boys High School Golf Team for winning the Joe King High School cha- uh, Tournament this past week at Auburn uh, over a strong, strong field. So congratulations to the UMS Bulldogs. Hey, John, we really do appreciate it, man. Have a great week, and uh, we will talk to you on Monday. All right, guys, have a great weekend. So, uh, by the way, um, the no real ideas for a superhero name for you, and, and that's understandable. There I'm really a little, isn't. I'm a little disappointed in our listeners. I'm not. Today. I think, uh, they, I think they, there was an opportunity there. Um, to uh, we were talking about marketing here at Faith, yes. and yeah. and we had an opportunity to market Lee Shrevanian with a superhero name. Now, I think that's more reserved for you, Mark. I mean, you're young, uh, aspiring to go places. Actually, I'm not. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, double headed, duty. Back to the, I'm headed back to the house after this. That's, that's where I'm aspiring to double, go. D- double duty, uh, works two jobs. You're, you're kind of like the oh, Superman. Lee, it's days. not work to get up at 6 a.m. and come talk to you for three hours. It's a oh, blessing. Be honest about it. You don't get up at 6. It seems that way. You get up at 5.45. That's right. <laughs> and take the jet in or take the helicopter. Yes. The it's company a, helicopter. helicopter. When did that happen? It's a vacation, man. Six to nine every day. It's a vacay. Hey, when we come back, uh, Chad Pruitt's set to join us. How about that? We'll talk some Auburn basketball and his days over here at Faith. Uh, we continue here on the sports station, WNSP. Ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star, and all the years, no one knows just how hard you worked. But now it shows. In one shining moment, it's all. All right, eight thirty-two, guys. You hear the music? Be the first one to call Nick six nine four one zero five five, and you're the latest to uh, be qualified for our WNSP March Madness Matchup Challenge. That's right. We're qualifying fifty-eight of you. Uh, you get qualified. Come to Moe's downtown for our party on Wednesday. You will get one of the NCAA tournament teams. If that team wins the national championship, you win. What do you win? Well, I'm glad you asked. Two one-hour jet ski rides from gulf coast water rentals each ride by the way can carry up to two adults and a child so you're talking about uh, a family outing right there on dog river and and a smart tv from bailey's tv and mattress so uh you said but mark only 58 guys yes we'll have some spots open so if you don't get registered here on the opening kickoff or the final drive you can show up at moe's hang out with us, and have an opportunity to be one of our last qualifiers on site. Very cool deal, so make sure you get in with Nick at 694-1055. Do want to thank our sponsors here at Faith Academy, Air of Excellence, Keith Realty, Bay Furniture, Anderson Automotive, and uh, the Jones Welding Company, and they've got the hiring sign out there. If you'd like to work for them, send resume to jobs at jwcmachine.com. Willie Head is the athletic director, longtime athletic director here at Faith. He's sitting in with us. And now let's talk to 
Auburn basketball coach and former Faith Academy basketball coach Chad Pruitt. Chad, good morning. Good, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. Well, are you still in Nashville? I assume you are, right? Yes, we'll fly out here in about an hour and a half or so. Heck of a game yesterday. Uh, first of all, to, to be putting the game aside, we want to get into that. And I wanted to ask you, do you feel good about an NCAA tournament berth this coming Sunday? Yes, I, I do. I definitely think we have uh, done enough. Our numbers say that we should be in, and so I feel like we'll probably be a, a 9 or a 10 seed. Before we talk about the game, I have somebody who wants to say hello to you. Hey, Chad, okay. how you doing? What are you hit? What's up, Coach? How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. We're just sitting here reminiscing about the old Escambia Academy days. You remember those days? <laughs> yeah, what's some awesome <laughs> day. We had some battles. You and I had some battles with some teams there. We did. We had some great battles. And uh, we were talking this morning, too, about the championship you won in 2006 here at Faith Academy. Do you remember who you played? <laughs> of course I do. Uh, what, what an incredible uh, year of, uh, I tell you, we, had, we played them, what, three or four times, and uh, to be able to beat them in the championship game was incredible. Right. You know, and, and it's strange how things come full circle, too, because the the coach that was coaching the team is Chad Applin, who is our basketball coach today. <laughs> yeah, we had some, Chad and I had some battles as well, and uh, great guy, glad, glad he's over at Faith Academy with you guys. Yeah, he's doing a great job, and yeah, yeah, you you, you know after you left here, you had a lot of success up at uh, Lee Scott Academy, and uh, things are going well for Auburn, and uh, we're real proud of you, buddy. I tell you what, some of my best years of, of coaching, I coached 19 years of high school, and uh, this is year nine at, at Auburn, and uh, the three years I had of faith were life changing. Uh, made so many great friends and, and relationships, and uh, had a time of my life, and, and I was able to win a championship while we were down there. So really good memories. Chad, I can't thank you enough for uh, joining us. What a game yesterday. I uh, obviously start to finish. Uh, there's so many plays we want to get into. Uh, there was one, though, and the, prior to the uh, out-of-bounds play, which set up Wendell Green, though, what, what really bothered me, and, and, and again, I, it's going to sound like I'm picking on Katie Johnson. He had a really great game to that point. But with 20 seconds to go and you're down by a point, was that what Auburn was looking for to to, to rush a shot like that, or, or or just what what were the coaches hoping for? Well, I think it was Wendell Green, wasn't it? It, it, it was about twenty seconds left. It drove it down and and, uh, and got that shot blocked. Um, am I am I wrong? I think it was. I don't know. Maybe I, you're probably right. I thought it was KD. I thought they said KD on there. I could be wrong on that. But whoever it was, it doesn't matter. It just seemed to me that would be a point where you'd want to. You know, hold the ball for a while and take that last shot, and not give Arkansas a chance if you score uh, to go down the floor and beat you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, those guys trying to make plays. It happened really, really fast, and, and, and he thought he had an avenue to score. And, and obviously, looking back, it was it was a very bad decision. So, uh, it's something we'll all be thinking about for a while. Coach, uh, with that said there, you guys fought your way and clawed your way back from 15 down, which I think spoke to uh, kind of the makeup of this team. You got a good look. I thought Bruce made a great call with the timeout there. It was pretty clear uh, that you guys were in a little trouble there, so I thought it was a great timeout there with about three or four seconds. It was just enough time 
to get maybe one, even even two passes in and get a good look. You guys ran a play that we've seen. It's familiar, but it seems to work every time you had a good look. You just couldn't get it to go down. Yeah, you know, we, we, had, we had talked about it. There was 12.6 seconds on the clock, and so the question was, could we go get a quick two? And so we had KD Johnson bring it up, and, when you know, they kind of soft-pressured him and took a little bit more time than, than we wanted to, so we ended up calling a timeout. And, uh, and drawing up that play. And, yeah, I had an incredible look. And, you know, I kind of thought it, it looked good to the end until it hit the, the front of the rim. So a little disappointed in our guys, the way we battled there to come back, and disappointed that, that we couldn't come all the way back and, and, and win that game today. Uh, we knew going in, um, we were looking at some stats coming into it. You know, most 10 seeds for the last 10 years are ranked somewhere in the 80 to 90 range in Ken Palm or, or the net ranking. And Arkansas came in at 18. So it was a really, wow. really, uh, a really good game that we played, a good team that we played. And we came up short against a really talented team. Well, you actually, uh, to your credit, you took the lead in that last minute. What do you attribute to the comeback? You're down by 15, and you got back in the game and actually got the lead. Uh, how was that able to be accomplished, uh, Chad? Yeah, Chris Moore. Uh, and I don't know you know, how much you watched the game or if you, if you saw, but Chris Moore went out a couple times with blood, got his chin busted open. And, you know, with about six or seven minutes in the game, he challenged our team. And Coach, Coach Ed will understand this. It's one thing for – coaches to challenge your teammate your team but when a player challenges teammates <laughs> it really got their attention this is not not how we wanted to kind of go out of the sec tournament at that point they were you know really beating us up on the glass um and, and you know i'll be honest with you, kind of big boy us a little bit there at times and and chris moore kind of stepped up and we changed the momentum really in just a couple of minutes and it was uh proud to see our guys just fight and look we've been fighting all year we've we've lost some really close games to uh you know, top ten type teams all year. Yeah, coach. You know, it was you mentioned rebounding and second second chance points was a big factor. But uh, I think even the guys calling the game on the SEC network even pointed to one of those. Uh, Y'all played it right. Though you got, in fact, they were even saying that Bruce was screaming like you, you played it exactly right. You just need to finish the possession. Like it was great defense. Uh, Arkansas took not a, an ill-advised shot. It was just a long rebound. You just you couldn't corral it, and they got it. It resets the shot clock, and it, it seemed like it, just the ball just didn't bounce your way on a, on a number of those occasions. Yeah, and you, those are daggers to the heart, too, man, when you play really yeah. well and don't finish the possession. And that's something we talk to our team about all the time, finish the possession. You know, stay in the stands for 30 seconds and finish the possession with a rebound. And, and a couple of them, you're right, just didn't bounce our way. We, we call those 50-50 balls, and, and we didn't get those. Yeah. And uh, at, at the end, that's what cost us. Chad, is Arkansas, in your opinion, the, the one team that is as physical as any team in the league? I, I, and Mark brought up that stat, second chance points and, and the rebounding. Have you faced a more physical team this year? Yeah, you know, Texas A&M, who, who they're going to play today, is very, very physical. Um, you know, and it, it, it's a t- it was a tough matchup for us, just physically. You know, we you know they started Anthony Black at six eight. We got Wendell Green guarding him at, at you know five eleven. Uh, you know, same thing at the two with Ricky Council at six four six five. We got KD at six two. I mean, we we gave up size at every position. Um, you know, so it wasn't so much that we weren't boxing out or doing those type things. We just you know they made they made plays. Athletes made plays, and um, it'll be fun to kind of watch that today. Um, you know, again Arkansas. I think was probably picked first or second in their league. So this is not a, you know, everybody knew how talented they were. And if they get, if they get everything going, it's a team that probably can make a run. 
Yeah, Coach, I know uh, Lee was talking about the, the layup that didn't go, but I thought where things – where you really had an opportunity and, and Arkansas took advantage was when you guys just took the lead um, and then Nick Smith comes down and hits that mid-range jumper was just huge. If he misses that or they don't get a score there with the momentum that you guys had kind of uh, managed at that point, I think the outcome of that game could have been different if, if that shot doesn't go down. Yeah, no, no question. I think we win the game with, with if that's a miss. And, uh, you know, again, give credit to Nick Smith. Nick Smith sure. will be a you know, top ten pick probably um, next year in the NBA draft. I mean, so he made an incredible shot and a big timely shot uh, after we had literally had unbelievable momentum heading into the final stretch. Yeah. Hey Chad, I, I want to. This is more of a philosophical question because I've I've heard people talk about the fact that you know even though Auburn had difficulty closing many games down the stretch, but at least you were competitive in those games. Things could be different in the NCAA tournament, and they point to your guard play and the experience as maybe similar to what happened the year you went to the Final Four. Uh, and the fact that teams that you will face obviously are not familiar with your style of play. Do you see similarities like that in your mind, having been there and, and done that, and this year's team, are they, are they accurate that this team does have that kind of, let's say, resemblance and, and could go far this year? Well, you would, you would certainly hope so. I, you know, I, I don't think you know, we're quite as talented as that, as that year. Um, I thought the following year, um, the COVID year, was a year that, you know, we were the number two seed when, the, when everything kind of got canceled. I thought that was the year we might, you know, could make a run and was, was really talented. I think looking at this year's team, this is a team that could beat anybody in the country, and there's no doubt about it. I, I 100% believe we could beat anyone. Uh, you know, we just haven't been consistent enough, and, and I think that's something that uh, we'll see how our guys kind of rise to the challenge. I think matchups are everything when those, when those teams come out. You know what kind of matchup we have. Um, I think our guards obviously uh, are very confident. I mean, we have not our guards have not lost confidence, even even at times where we haven't really played well. Um, and I think that's a positive kind of going into the tournament. Mark had a point, and I'm, I'll just pick up on it. Who's more animated, Bruce Pearl or Eric Musselman? Who's 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 got more combustible, let's uh, <laughs> say, personality on the sideline? That's a close one. I mean, that's a close one. And, you know, the faces of Eric Musselman are crazy. And, obviously, uh, Bruce and his energy. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I didn't look at Eric Musselman last night very much. Just concentrating on our team. But I'm sure he had a bunch of emotions as well. Yeah, there was a little adrenaline pumping in that uh, in that arena, man. I, I can tell you that. Hey, we really do appreciate you joining us. i got to ask you, though, um, with a tough loss like that, I know you guys had to stay the night. In, in situations like that, would you would you rather just get on the road and get home, or or stay in the night irrelevant? You know, most of the time, get on the road and get home. Um, you know, we have a lot of our families are, are with us for this for the tournament, and so that kind of changes the things. So a lot of our a lot of our a lot of our coaches hung with our families last night and a little bit today, and then and then we'll head back. You know, we'll practice on Saturday. Um, and try to stay. The ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star. And all the years, no one knows just how hard you worked. But now it shows. Man, one last.
last time before we get out of here for the weekend, jump on in. 694-1055 be the latest to qualify for the WNSP March Madness Matchup Challenge. Uh, it's set for Moe's on Wednesday downtown. Get qualified. We will give you one of the teams that makes the tournament. If you win the tournament, or I should say, if your team wins the tournament, you get two one-hour uh, jet ski rides from Gulf Coast Water Rentals and a smart TV from Bailey's TV and Mattress. And if you don't get qualified either here or with the final drive, you can uh, you can show up. We'll have a couple of spots that you get a chance to qualify for on location. So make sure, mark your calendars, Moe's, coming up on Wednesday for the WNSP March Madness Matchup Challenge. Also, want to uh, share a couple other things with you. If you are new to the area and um, if you got questions, if you're getting close to that retirement age, you got some questions about Medicare, Aiden Marks. I talked to Aiden the other day. He's with Medicare Insurance Advisors. Look, he doesn't sell insurance. He helps you with Medicare. So, like, he had a client call asking if he needed um, to add Medicare because he has VA benefits. And as it turns out in his situation, he didn't. But not every situation is the same. So that's the stuff that he can help you with. He had a guy who uh, had been putting off Medicare for uh, for a while because he was healthy, right? He didn't feel the need to bring, add any uh, health care benefits, but he helped get everything set up for him because, as it turned out, he had to deal with a couple of different issues because he waited longer than he should have. But Aiden Marks helped him through that process. So you need to give him a call, 463-0031. That's 463-0031. He's local. Uh, he has a physical location you can go see him at. His office is on Highway 98 across from Terry Thompson Chevrolet. Go see him. He can come to you, and he, he'll always get back to you. There's never a fee for a service. Again, give him a call. Aiden Marks, Medicare Insurance Advisors, 463-0031. I do want to remind you that if you're a basketball fan, the Alabama-Mississippi High School All-Star Basketball Games are going to take place at the Mitchell Center tomorrow. Some of the best around the state against the best in Mississippi. Noon for the girls, for uh, two o'clock for the boys. Do want to thank Will Barnes and the Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants, Greer's Market and Cash Saver, Beefo Brady's, our good friend Todd, who comes out and joins us and uh, makes available those gift certificates for athletes here at the respective schools. They're located in Tillman's Corner, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, and the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. Coming up at 11 a.m., Alabama basketball. Chris Stewart uh, and that group, they'll be uh, calling the Alabama-Mississippi State game. Uh, Mississippi State won yesterday. So supposedly, Mark, they were on the, the so-called bubble going in. So perhaps they're in now. I will wait and see. I know Monday is going to be an exciting day because Selection Sunday is Sunday, of course, followed by the Oscars. Uh, where uh, where Ma- Maverick, Maverick will wins. clean Maverick, house. Yeah, Maverick wins. I don't know if they're going to clean house because they're not in many categories. But anyway, we will be, of course, dissecting uh, the brackets and, and get your thoughts on uh, who's going to do well and who's got the tougher bracket. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially with Alabama and Auburn uh, seemingly both in there. And, and if, if Alabama goes to Birmingham and maybe even if Auburn uh, gets moved to uh, uh, Birmingham, uh, how neat that would be. But I just can't wait for a selection Sunday and well of course uh, I'll be doing a special show on Monday out at Bachelor Service in conjunction with that all right uh, make sure if you don't have any lunch plans to get on out to Beefo Bredas today fish and chips are the special out there in Tillman's Corner uh, we appreciate everything Todd 
White Song does for uh, for our show and for spring athletes uh, around the local uh, Mobile Baldwin County areas. Where are we headed next week, by the way? We're Cottage Hill. But we're going to the school, not to the church on, on Cottage Hill. We'll be at the school. Okay. For, for 6 a.m.? Uh, yes. Okay. Just, 6 a.m. Just, just throwing that out there. So if, if in the next week we can find Tyli One, I don't know if it's been kidnapped I don't know if it's uh, it's just like a scavenger hunt. I don't know. I don't know if it's a prize packet or something like that. But we certainly would uh, appreciate Tyline One coming back to Air Sports One. All right, uh, you got a couple minutes if y'all want to jump in at six nine four one zero five five. That's the number, uh, Lee. Um, I don't. I don't know how much of this I should share, but. Guys sure. have been brutal on the whole superhero name. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Metal Musil Man. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. The you senile, know what? The Can I say this though? Can I say that? I have, I have never had that before. Metal Musil. Never had it. Hmm. Never. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Look at you. All right. I would rather have Woody's barbecue sauce than that. Yeah, I feel like Woody's sitting on a little bit of a gold mine. He here. is. And you know, it, it's a smart. Well, first of all, move. have you had it? Yes. Okay, so then you can speak from bottles. experience. Yeah. He gave us a couple bottles, and so um, I feel like it's a little, it's a little, it's the long game he's playing, right? So it's like Coke. You bring out new Coke, it sucks. They bring back Coke Classic, and Coke Classic goes to the roof. I feel like he's playing the long game here. I think like he had it; it was well received. He put the squash on it for right, years. Right. Right, then bring it back. And then bring it back, man. And it, people would go nuts for it. You know, Mark. For limited it, time only. For those Saturday shows uh, at UJ, his brother would bring out that brisket. Yeah. And the barbecue sauce. Come on. Does it get much better than that? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, but again, when we when we, when we we do this whole spring game between Jack French and his son, Biloxi comes here to faith, and we call it the French Quarter. Dude, I I would have I would have Woody out the back of his truck or whatever automobile he has with cases of the barbecue and or, just sell it. And you can upsell like or, people would buy that or stuff. As people walk in, uh, kind of a barbecue. Yeah. Have some barbecue and uh, and and have people buy your sandwiches with the with the sauce. What's wrong with that? I mean, he needs to make a little coin. So I mean, sure. I'd be charging like twenty five or thirty, maybe fifty a bottle. It is good. It's good. You can even he could sign each one and number them commemorative, the whole deal. I like that one that you came up with the French Revolution. Uh, yeah, we could come up with all sorts of stuff for that game though to ta- yeah. tag that game. Uh, Nick just put uh, Lee's face on Black Panther and called him Smack Panther, New Jersey forever. Smack <laughs> Panther. It's been a while since I've been back to the Garden State. So uh, Nick obviously making most of his 40 hours this week. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, hunt down tie line one. See if you can find it for us. Yeah. Okay. What you got going, Mark, this weekend? Uh, we might run over to New Orleans. Uh, Michael's coming in from spring, for oh, spring you break. You have a big so. day coming up Monday. Yeah, I'm a year. Huge. I'm a, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit older on Monday. So. Um, trying to catch you but according to this the geriatric general how about that that's pretty long i don't know if that fit on the back of my uniform (laughs) well with with the flowing cape it's not an issue you got plenty of room back there yeah that's true all right that does it for another edition man thanks for everybody participating we'll be back monday at 6 a.m until then see